this is gonna be a good podcast. Nothing but good news and happiness and joy. Like, did you, you get evicted or something? Huh? Did you get evicted or something? No. Why would I have gotten evicted? You have an insincere sound in your voice right now. No, it's a good podcast. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. I'm looking over all the notes and everything. It's feeling good. It's it's more like well, obviously we have kind of some crappy news to cover and things like that. I, drama. I, but... I I feel as though like there's a bait and switch coming once we do the actual intro. <laughs> Alas, there would be no bait and switch. I'm all smiles here, sir. I don't believe you. <laughs> Is it because you learned about the Shinakuma or the yeah, Shin Alex? It's just Shin Alex. I don't trust Shin Alex. Like normal <laughs> Alex, like whatever. Shin Alex. There's a darkness there. The raging demon might come out. <laughs> no, never. Yeah, I'm happy. I was once the witness to a gang shooting in a parking lot of a McDonald's. What happy, happy? <laughs> no, everything is great. I once stabbed a man to watch him die in a Wendy's because I was hungry for a Wendy's hamburger. It was beautiful. <laughs> Not the burger, his death. La 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 la. <laughs> That's you. Oh. No. I don't mind the food from Denny's. I feed it to the people I keep in my basement as they slowly die. Denny's is in food, and they have the Grand Slam or whatever it's called. La 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 la. I'm Alex. <laughs> I might be a drug dealer. No, never. This. Uh, what are you talking about? Everything is is dandy and swell, and there's nothing that could change about my tone. I'm always happy. Apparently. See, you're doing it right now. You're doing it right fucking now. How many people are in the basement pit, Alex? There's no one in the basement. I, I don't know what you're referring to, Charlie. What are you feeding the snake, Alex? What do you feed the snake? I'm feeding it nutritious food. What it likes. Rats, Charlie. Rats as in as in the animal, or rats as in snitches? Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 102, the official podcast of Something Wicked Studios. As always, I'm Charlie, joined by Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online, a.k.a. Part of me just wants to fucking drop our AKAs and gamer tags from this. I don't know anymore. It's easy to find them. I'm Mordak as well, I guess, on lots of things. Are, are you there, Alex? You're oddly silent. Oh, yeah, of course. I am. Fair enough. Uh, you I, normally I chime up as part still, of that. I, I figured you'd still have a spiel. I thought you were going with something. I was waiting uh, for the Chapstick I, Man to come up. I, I never. I, I hate the Chapstick Man. I don't know why I hate the Chapstick Man, but I do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I never have anything good for the intros unless something really bizarre has happened. Like, you and Jeff were a lot, are a lot better at that little dumbness than I am. It's like, no, why, why would I make up AKAs? I'm already notorious. This is very true. This is very true. And if anything, this week also kind of dabbles on that notorious. Charlie is a known threat. Uh, but have you been uh, pulled over at the airport for a special in, uh, inspection? Several times. Have you? Oh, cool. I've only had it once. I guess you are way more tourist. I, I think like every I time I go to an airport, someone wants to talk to me about what's in my bag. Ah, do you have like a giant like 
One of those like metal bullet case or ammo cases or some shit like that. I, I'm not gonna lie and say like we talked about this last week. So I'm like my bags aren't unsuspicious because there's often like the pl a bottom plate for a portable mic stand or something like that, which yeah. on X-ray looks like I'm smuggling a landmine or something. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I it's more I I have the right look. Hmm. Well, have you seen me? Because I also happen to have quite the right look as well. You're not six feet and up. The world of six feet and up brings up a whole other set of problems. No, you know which one brings up a good set of problems? Being brown and bearded. Yeah. <laughs> you have the wrong type of beard, though. You have a... You, what's the right I word I do. For that's it? the thing, though. Yeah. I have a very stringy, scraggly beard. Yeah. Like, so it kind of fits that narrative that TSA loves to fuck with, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, you also have the problem that the less hair you have, the more Aryan Brotherhood you look. <laughs> me with no hair is like people come up to me going, Sig Hale, brother, and I'm like, no, I'm Jewish, and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope, nope, wrong side of the aisle on this one, sir. You, you come into the burning later? No! It's yeah. the hair, is it? It's the hair. And the fact that the more less hair you have, the significantly more, like, Eastern Europe Russian German I look. So what you're saying is if you grow out your hair to a certain level, you'll evolve from Charlie to Nikolai Tracksuit? No, if I have no hair, I become like Nikolai Tracksuit's like burly henchman. <laughs> Hello, this is Charlie. He is a medican who I work who works in employ. I am here to break things. He has accents for this bit. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just it, it, it's amazing how your accent changes when you cut your hair. Which is yeah. by the way, proven in a medical journal on uh We'll pick some fake website. I we'll speak fluent Russian and German when I have no hair. <laughs> well, part of it's also the fact that I don't, like, slowly step down to no hair. I'll go from, like, shoulder-length hair to, like, no hair. Not even overnight. Like, during lunch, I'll, like, I'll leave with hair and come back for lunch with, like, fucking, like, razor marks on my scalp and, like, a cut across one side and a, like, dragon tattoo on the left side. Wow, so you you go you go full Far Cry Five, uh, kinda pretty much there. Not exactly, but they uh, they have hair in Far Cry Five. That's the problem. Oh, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, so here we are. <laughs> this this is our, our we have a, this this is a great starting point for this week's podcast. I think. Charlie's a secretly part of the Aryan Brotherhood. He just cuts his hair off, so he doesn't. Or he, when he has hair, he's incognito. Yeah, that's that's a great fucking start. <laughs> oh, uh, we also have a uh, death update. We do. Uh, Jeff was last seen uh, heading down to the Amazon rainforest. Uh, he figured he can use his powers of good and his red redheaded uh, fire pyromancy powers to uh, wait, start... Wait, I gotta stop you before you continue this dumb bit. Are we about to invoke the movie The Green Inferno? Uh, I don't know if it's The Green Inferno. I haven't seen it. But Is Jeff about say... to wind up captured by a tribe of cannibals in the Amazon basin? For protesting logging? Possibly? I, I, I'm not 100% sure. Because that's the Green I Inferno, and I will not stand for the spread of knowledge of the Green Inferno. <laughs> Fine, he headed down to the Amazon to go uh, work for that. What's that organization that takes volunteers to go work in different parts of the world? That's still the Green Inferno! No, what? not the Amazon! Alright, so uh, then... Uh, we, we last heard from Jeff. He sent us a telegram, uh, actually, which was weird because he also had it sent in Morse code. He actually is chasing Carmen Sandiego as we speak. Uh, he's been hired on as a, as a 
as a lead on that, they figured uh, she wears a red outfit and he has red hair, so it's a natural tracking system for him. So uh, he was last seen chasing Carmen in San Diego somewhere along the lines of London. Uh, so for those of you listeners in London, if you see Carmen San Diego, uh, Jeff will not be too far behind, so feel free to stop him and say hi. How many more weeks do we keep invoking like Jeff doing weird ass shit? Until he comes back. So never. Got it. Yep. Or if he makes a guest appearance, then I won't have to do that because I can say he's here. God, but... I'm already sick of this bit. We've done it twice. In the meantime, I get to make up all sorts of crazy shit that Jeff is up to because uh... he's not here to dispute it otherwise. And I get to make references to pop culture you'll never get. And that's fine with me. As long as I get my my weekly Jeff's adventure story, I am happy. Moving on. <laughs> also, hi Jeff, if you're listening. Sure. <laughs> I just want to get right into weeks or something. I, I don't know how to transition off that. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, you want to start with yours, and then I'll jump. Into yeah, you've got quite an adventure of a week. I, I have quite an adventure. I bought a motorcycle. Found out a group of pugs called Grumble. Watched uh, BattleBots live taping, and that was all like two days directly after we recorded the last podcast. <laughs> like the weekend after last podcast, I'm like, let's do a bunch of shit I would probably want to talk about like two days ago. I'm like, man, it's all going to get overshadowed by the end of the week, and indeed it did. Like, I guess to cover some of the minor stuff, I I ate one of those Impossible Burgers finally. Is that the ones that are made out of like? Meat grown in the lab? No, the Impossible Burger is an all-vegetarian burger that kind of, uh, so air quotations, has the texture and flavor and, like, ability to be cooked at different, like, pink temperatures in the center of uh-huh. a traditional burger. Oh, okay. It is the best vegetarian burger I've ever tried, but if you lied to me and said, this is totally a burger, I would punch you in the face for lying to me, like... Really? They're, they're, it's a damn fine vegetarian burger. It does not pass. As someone who's eaten a lot of animals, I don't mean like quantitative quantity. I mean, I've eaten a lot of meat. I mean, like, eaten a lot of different animals, numbers-wise, like species. Yeah, you've got a numbers game going on right now. Yeah, with, I, I uh, know what meat animals. is. I, I, <laughs> I, I know when something is or is not meat. And while this gets does a very good job of getting real close to tricking me, it doesn't like I. If you're a person trying to peddle the lie that the Impossible Burger is a good alternative to a real beef patty burger, fucking shut up. Where did you get one here? I mean, it's LA, so I assume a it's like a bunch not of too far places away. have them. I I got mine at the counter because occasionally oh, okay. I want a fancy burger at not fancy burger prices or full fancy burger prices anyway. Yeah, no, the counter's a great spot. Yeah. Grill them all is I'm, not serving one, I don't think. Uh, I don't they think Grill them all would there. be. Yeah, the, Grill them all would not be in the market of making something called an Impossible Burger. I well, think all of their burgers are secretly Impossible Burgers, but like Impossible meaning like we fucking dare you to finish this weakling. Yeah, it's like oh you 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 think we're playing a fucking game here? Well, guess what? Here's a burger in between two grilled cheese sandwiches. Eat this asshole. It's called the Behemoth. It's a real burger. Oh, I know. I know. I've been there. I've, I I haven't had that one yet. I had the one that had I have for buns. I, that's on my list, actually. The, uh, the I, I think the I've said cheese. this before. On me and Jen's first date, I ate a behemoth burger. It was at Grill Mall. 
Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was your first date, but I know you told me about Grilla Mall. Yes, that was the first place me and Jen, uh, that was the location of my girlfriend and mine's first date. Aw, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but that doesn't matter that much. Uh, I guess rewind a sec. Um, If you've never watched the American TV show of BattleBots, you should. It's dumb fun. Yeah, I, I mean, nothing says fun like watching a bunch of fucking robots kill each other. At the same time, like, I, I'm now on the robot list of when the uprising comes. They're going to, like, round up me and the rest of the audience up into a room and be like, did you attend BattleBots? Did you watch our young and ancestors fight to the death for your amusement? <laughs> I love BattleBots. I loved it back when it was the British TV show on at, like, 1 a.m. in the morning on G4, though, too, so... I've always loved that, but probably the biggest things of this week are, um, I'm going to do my video game thing, which is obviously God of War last, so I can end on a happy note. Uh, I, I have a Charlie goes into LA story for y'all. So I, I went to something on 420 called the Magic Bus Experience. It is running on... 420 and 421 of year 2018. Oh my fucking god. Because <laughs> uh, it, it's LA and because it's a 420 event, like, this is obviously aimed at stoners. Uh, but so, uh, follow me on this one, Alex, because maybe like, you'll see the problem with this. Uh, you are forbidden from smoking inside the Magic Bus experience. That is... Uh, okay, so keep following me on this one. And you also had to sign a waiver when you walked in, attesting to you not being on anything when you showed up. What kind of fucking 420 bus ride is this shit? It's not a bus ride. It was some, like, weird-ass, like, dance rave museum bullshit thing. It was fucked. This is this is sounding to be the shittiest fucking experience thing so, so far. So let me paint you a tale. So uh, you, you walk through a VW bus that's all kind of like groovied up inside into a room with like lasers everywhere with a shaky bridge that you cross and then you're in the magic bus experience. And the magic bus experience is kind of like, I'm going to say 10, but I know it wasn't 10 little vignette of like stereotypical stoner 420 culture like you had a fucking pyramid of munchies and like the hot box maze and a bunch of like psychedelic paintings and the beanbag theater and some other shit that like okay yeah but this is all in like this giant kind of creepy warehouse and it's all kind of far apart, so, like, you couldn't maybe hear someone scream for help from one area to another. Oh, like, there's a room where it's, like, all white, and they have people, like, dressed up in, like, white paper, and you can draw on anything in the room, including the people, but the pens they give you are all, like, fucking bone dry and don't work all that great, and... God, that sounds fucking terrible. I And there's, like, fucking minstrel people walking around being like, oh, we're stoned and psychedelic colors. And you're like, well, we're not, and you fucking suck. This sounds... And it's fucking strobes everywhere. This sounds like it's really just, like... This sounds like it's a police put-on event. Like, yeah! 
Yes, hello, fellow stoners. So let's go speaking dabble of the police, in the marijuana. So me and my girlfriend are walking around, and I keep getting approached by security guards being like, you working? And I'm like, I, I, are you accusing me of a drug? No, you looking for work. As a security guard? Yeah. No, I, I'm just here for the thing. Do I look like a narc or something? I I was about probably six inches taller than the average person there, and this happened like five fucking times. Like, I'd just be standing there, security guard come up to me, hey, you working? D do you have undercover guards here or something? Are you accusing me of being a guard? No, we're understaffed. What? Oh. <laughs> well, they shouldn't be worried because nobody... If they were worried about being understaffed, they should have just fucking had everybody there high because then nobody would be causing shit. I, it, it was a time, so I I didn't pay for it because I got my tickets through my girlfriend, but she uh, we, we got the VIP experience of this, which meant we got access to the VIP room, which came with unlimited chicken nuggets and unlimited tater tots. <laughs> In concept, this is a fucking party. In concept, what that actually meant was two two server people with like fucking catering trays full of tater tots and chicken nuggets, perpetually running out of them for a line that kept getting longer because this was not a cheap event to go to. Like we went because of theme park industry people and like tax write-off and or free tickets we got kind of thing. Not going to say which we got. But, like, so... This was obviously... I got to fucking recap some losses because the rest of this thing is so fucking lame. I got to somehow eat, like, $70 worth of free chicken nuggets to make this feel like I got to get ripped off. Dude, this has to be, like, a prank that was put together by a bunch of stoners or by a bunch of like cops that are like, let's let's have these people think this is what being high is like. I, and they hate smoking the marijuana. Yeah, except for the fact that like so I'm not trying to say this without kind of totally calling out a college I didn't go to, but um there's an institute of higher learning that's very prevalent in my field of work that we were we, we were some of my girlfriend's friends and a couple of them went there and they're like, oh shit, it's just like a college, it's just like a party from there. Fuck, this sucks. Yeah. Like, you, this I, was I this had the vibe of a lame, artsy college party that someone's like, we're gonna be super fucking ambitious, but then, like, realized what being ambitious cost and, and like, required, and then just fucking bitched out on it. They're like, nope, uh, we could do this well, or we could charge people a stupid amount of money and walk away with all of it. Uh. Yeah, like I, I think my favorite part of it was like, and maybe the best part of it was, and best meaning I thought it was both the best part. It was also the worst part for me was so they have this couch at one point that you can like go up a set of stairs and then you can climb down into the couch with like a tunnel you crawl through that's all like plush on the inside and all that jazz. And I am not a small guy. I am both fat and tall. Wait, they made you. Crawl to get to a sofa? On Did my head. No, no. Right? You, cr you go down through a kind of stairwell in a sofa into a tunnel you have to crawl through. But the issue is I'm tall enough that in a crawling state, 
I am taller than this tunnel, so I got fucking stuck army crawling on my hands and knees through like a shag carpet tunnel to empty out into what's called like it was called like the pillow fort, I think, or something, which was like a tent city. Again, here's how shitty this event was. Like tent city could be a bunch of like cool draped like tents. No, this was someone out and bought like 15 pop-up tents, roped them together, and then like desperately tried to hang stuff inside of the pop-up tents, like four by four pop-up tents to distract you from the fact that they put no fucking effort or money into this and it sucked. And the issue is if you're my girlfriend who's five foot nothing, five foot one, there were no choke hazards. Everything hanging in these tents was at like my neck groat level. So I'm like fucking ducking and weaving around like lighting fixtures and like lighting lines and shit like that. Just getting angrier and angrier and like whacking my head on like beams hanging across this shit being like, I'm going to break this by accident. God, I feel I wasn't there, but I feel fucking ripped off Uh, just listening to this story. I paid nothing to be there and I'm still like, so someone's going to give me a refund, right? Yeah. Even though you paid zero, you need to get a fucking refund. Cause I, holy shit, that was wow. Yeah, I, it it was so bad. I took a bunch of photos, and I'm like, do I post these? I'm like, fuck no, I don't. That I would just suck shit about how it, how it was. I think I mostly took one like the, the hot box maze. I got a more artistic photo of that thing's sign than that event requires, and I'm like, maybe this will be the thumbnail for this podcast this week, because it's a fucking dumb picture. Holy fuck. Yeah, and like, if you go to the website for this, like, if look up Magic Bus Experience, the website is, like, fucking crazy legit. And this thing was like, wow. You know, okay. You got, you got Fire Festival, dude. It, so we're driving back, my girlfriend goes, we got fucking fire festival, and I'm like, yeah, we totally did. <laughs> that's that's the correct way to describe this. Yeah, yeah, you got fucking fire festival in the worst way. Well, not as worse as being stranded on an island, but I mean, like that was like fire diet fire festival is what it was. Yeah, well, so and the saddest part of this is that like I am there for free, and I'm also me, which means I'm willing to like if something sucks, I'm willing to eat the cost and be like, fine. Fuck it, whatever this sucked. It was the people desperately trying to have fun at it. Like, you know that look people get in their eyes and they're like, oh god, this sucks, but I paid like 60 bucks to be here, so I have to find some way of recapping uh, this evening. Like, yeah. everyone's walking around with a smile on their face like, I gotta have fun or I wasted a fucking evening and turned down some other plans for this. Shit! <laughs> That's why, the, that's why the line for the chicken nuggets was so fucking Well, long. that was just VIP, and I guess VIP fucking sold out. Oh, man, that makes it even funny. I got nowhere near unlimited chicken nuggets. <laughs> I only got chicken nuggets because I went through the line once, I didn't have chicken nuggets, and I then proceeded to stand, like, right next to the guy giving him the murder eye for five minutes being like, well, those nuggets show up, you're fucking giving me some of those nuggets. And he goes like, well, you can just get back there. I will end you right here and now. I am Holy not going shit, through that dude. line again. It keeps getting longer. Like, the line was so long that if you looked at the line, if you if you were standing next to the guy and said, oh, shit, they got nuggets, got back in the line, there would guaranteed be no nuggets when you got up there. But not just no nuggets. They would have replaced the, like, serving tray for the nuggets five or six times by the time you got there. 
Like, this fucking line was wrapping around. She was out of the VIP room. It was like, fuck, this is fucked. Wow. It was... Like, it's not even a shit show. It was just like, this is bad. Yeah, no, that sounds fucking horrible, dude. Well, now on top, they're, they're fucking charging three bucks for water in the VIP room. Like, every part of this was like, oh, you guys are just trying to recap some losses or no, you cannot do this again next year, so you are scamming as hard as you can. Three dollars for water? Not a bottle of water, tap water. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. And they're pumping fucking theatrical haze in this entire thing, which, if you've never been to Space Flood with theatrical haze, that shit will make you thirsty. Wow. Yeah. I, I've i got no fucking words. Yeah. You had one of the shittiest fucking 420s. I didn't even care I've about the 420 heard. part of it. Like, any night of the week, this thing would have been shitty. Like, any day of the year, this thing would have been shitty. But, like, so, and maybe this is my issue with 420 every year. It's like, I genuinely do not give a fuck what people do in their spare time, as long as it's not hurting other people. Like, yeah. don't be a serial killer, but, like, if you want to do heroin, to a certain extent, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, do whatever. Like, are you going to force me to do heroin? No, I don't really care then. Do I know you? Doubly don't care then. <laughs> like, be responsible, I guess, but also, like, eh, do you? I don't, I don't fucking know. But, like, it's... Stoner culture in LA is like in your face and obnoxious and bad. And this was just like, yup, this is stoner culture of LA. And it's not even like the fun hippie stoner culture. It's like the like shitty teenager, 20 something year old where it's like, oh, look how cool we are. We smoke weed. People in their 40s and 50s smoke weed. Weed isn't cool anymore. Whatever, narc. Nope, just someone who knows what cool is still. <laughs> I'm not cool and no weed isn't cool anymore. It's just the reality of living here. <laughs> I mean, it's enjoyable, I, I guess, for those who like yeah, it. Yeah, but it's, like, it's like bragging about drinking beer once you're 30. Yeah, no. It, it, loses, it loses a nuance when you're old enough to fucking do it. Like, yeah. Uh, drinking beer and stuff is really, really cool until you hit 21. And Yo, then it's like, oh, all right. Uh, yeah, like it's... As someone who drank, like, craft malt liquor the other week, like, yeah, I'm like, why, why did I do this? Oh, right, because part of me is still, like, fucking 40 videos. Fucking, yeah, let's line that malt liquor up. Like, at the same time, it's like, no, this is a terrible idea. Why the fuck did I do this? Enjoy, like, uh, craft beers, though, but that's that's the whole another thing. Yeah, but you're not being and like, oh, oh, I'm, not... I'm drinking beer. No, I don't do that. That's That's stupid, but. Yeah. Nah, I. But on the other side, I've had a uh, God of War. Well, that's good. At least you had God of War to make you feel better. Oh God. Of... <laughs> I, rarely do I get to combine my love in like a way that God of War let me. So that game unlocked at 9 p.m. Thursday. So I, I got my uh, bone tanker and my my horn tankard, I guess. Filled it with some meat I made myself. Sat down. Popped open God of War, and I'm like, Kratos! <laughs> Let's go! And my girlfriend's like, you're an idiot and a weirdo, but whatever, do you? And God of War's pretty fucking good. Okay, take that back. God of War is really fucking good. Yeah, I, I gotta actually pick it up myself. I... Yes. So, as a huge fan of the God of War franchise... You can absolutely pick this game up as your first God of War. 
but also as a huge fucking fan of the God of War franchise, this game is so much better having played the original three, where, like, the fucking dad of war version of Kratos is not something I realized I needed, but, like, they've they've so masterfully taken this character that was, like, something I was so unbelievably into as, like, a fucking angsty-ass teenager, like, Dude's like fucking bitches and ripping things off of like Hydras and shit like that. Like, oh, it's like he was such a character of the 90s and the early 2000s where it was like, yeah, man, shit. Like the four, like God of War 1 through 3, God, uh, Kratos is like the fucking four loco pounding, like monster truck throwing, like fucking suburban bowling version of God of War that I needed at that point in my life. Like, it was it was the time of, like, characters that were so fucking over the top and, like, like this bench-pressing boats and shit like that. It was awesome then. And then you get the same... It's, it's not a reboot of the character. It's, kind of, it, it's the same character. Like, they reference back to what Kratos used to be with some frequency in this game and, like, uh. this mellow kind of... Like, not, not mellow, because it's still fucking Kratos. Like, the guy's still, like throws, like, giant trees for fun and, like, rips the head off of giant statues because the hell of it and, like, chokes out monster trolls because they got in his way. But, like, I... Like, there's a maturity to it as someone who was an angsty, pissed-off teenager when angsty, pissed-off Kratos was kind of all I was fucking into. And now that I'm older and, like, own a house and care about things and I'm not as, like, burn it all to the ground, like fuck the rules, a Kratos that also kind of matches me at this point in my life, who's like, no boy, we, we have to be stealthy. What does that mean? I'm gonna throw that bowl out there, we're gonna kill them all. Like, <laughs> a, a more mature Kratos who's kind of, like, had to deal with his shit some is fantastic, and, like, new Kratos, anyone can relate to. But having, like, gone through this weird transition with Kratos, it's kind of, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of fucking cool. It is really hard to explain, like, as a huge fan of that franchise, how, like, like many people, God of War 3 ended, and I'm like, cool, we can put this franchise to bed, I don't want another God of War game ever again, like, 3 was good, the saga of Kratos is complete, like, maybe 2 would have been enough, that third one was real cool, but also, like, that story got a little bad towards the end, and then they made, like, God of War Ascension, and a bunch of us were like, Okay, maybe this will bring something cool to- Oh no, this is fucking- This is the worst God of War game. Fuck this shit. Flash forward. Hey, we're making a new God of War. Okay. Show the trailer. Oh, that looks different. That looks really different. What is this God of War? God of War comes out. Mmm, this is a good-ass game. (laughs) Yeah. It it looks fucking good. I showed Mandy it, and she's also really intrigued, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to pick it up. Uh, it's really, really good. Like, I, I, this falls into the category of like, if you're only going to play three video games this year, you're only going to buy three video games this year. Like, you should buy God of War. Uh, it's, it may be one of it. It is definitely going to be one of the best games made this year. Like, if God of War isn't fucking slugging it out for like number one. 
on the majority of like game of the year lists when they start getting made later on in the year, I'll mm-hmm. be amazingly surprised. Or it means we've had a year like last year where it was like fucking shit came out. Like God of War may now be one of the best video games ever made. Wow. So what you're saying is it's a contender for game of the year uh, for this year. Then. I, You could make an incredibly strong case that this game might be one of, if not the best games ever released on the PS4. It it looks uncharted good. It's like it it just does so goddamn much. Uh, it like it it does stuff where like I had no idea I wanted a game a God of War game to progress in this way. Like it's it's open world, but not really an open world. It's like it it's like a Metroidvania game at this point. Hmm. But it's not a locked camera angle. It's not linear, but it is linear. Like the story's linear, but there's like the game rewards you for going like off the beaten path all the time. Like some of the best upgrades in the game are like hidden off, like in like fucking caves with nothing around to indicate they're important. It's like, oh yeah, it's in some crappy ass chest in a cave behind a waterfall that we never tell you to go to and you'd never bother going to unless you're like, huh. I'm in this boat. One, what's over in that waterfall? Oh shit! There's this talisman that increases my uh, that like triples my parry window. Fucking yes. Mm. Yeah, I. At the same time, like I, I miss the Blades of Chaos or whatever they were called by the the, the original trilogy. But the new axe, the Leviathan axe, is this like amazing like. I, every part of this game, like. Someone thought about every ass game. Like, it's one of those ones where, like, you could totally have done, like, a Viking sword and shield for Kratos, except that, no, Kratos is now kind of like a crazy outdoorsman type of dude. He's got the survivalist beard. He's living off the land in a kind of log hut in the middle of nowhere, which means he has an axe. Why? Because axe is a utilitarian tool. It's both a tool Mm -hmm. and a weapon. Like, you can use it to fell a tree or kill a troll. Like, it... And that's who Kratos is now. Like the your main weapon of the game, the axe, is both your projectile weapon, a frequent puzzle solving tool, and your main weapon. That's pretty fucking cool. And like the mechanics for it are like it's not like they introduce new mechanics. It's like so. So basic of the combat is you basically have axe mode and not axe mode. And axe mode is you have light and heavy attack. You have a kind of a block and a dodge and a parry. And you have your rune powers. And your runes are kind of a light rune, which is kind of a quick little move in your heavy rune. It's like some like fucking ice blast AoE or like some Inuyasha style wind scar blasting from your axe. And at the same time, you can go into aim mode and throw your axe. And you have a heavy and a light throw, you have a heavy and like you have a heavy and light attack. And the benefit of this is if you if you do a light throw, it'll bounce off an enemy, you can recall it really quickly. If you do a heavy throw, if it's a weakness of enemy, you like it will stick into it, like glacierize them for a second, so it can be crowd control, or you can just fucking keep spamming it back and forth because you press triangle and you like Thor style summon it back to your hand, and it's this beautiful casual like come here axe like effortless just kind of whips back in your hand like oh it feels so good to do it and like there'll be combat situations where like you'll be fighting something that's gonna beat like one hit kill you and you're like wait I have a good dodge. And I can just fucking peg this thing long range until it dies. And you're like, oh, I'm laming it out. No, this is totally viable. There's a whole skill tree for thrown axe moves. 
they totally get that people are gonna play like parts of this game as like a ranged character, and it's the same guy. cool part is like, so you throw your axe into an enemy, you then go into fucking bare knuckle brawl mode, and this is only important because like you can like build up a stun meter, and then you can execute enemies. It's it's, it's a faster way of killing enemies potentially, and while your punches do less damage, you can dispatch. It's a crowd control thing because you can dispatch guys really quickly with the kind of special kill move. But at the same time, like, they have a whole skill tree based around bare-knuckle brawling that, like, I don't know which I like more, axe combat or brawling, because brawling lets me do some kind of crazy AoE moves and other stuff that's, like, banging on his shield and, like, pile-driving people and shit. But at the same time, the axe is bitching because you can do, like, a wind-up executioner swing that, if it connects, just fucking murderizes people in half. Wow, I need to buy this fucking game. It's <laughs> and I, I'm not even touching all the stuff. Like the skill tree is giant. There's like equipment you pick up that does affect the game. Like there's talismans, there's armor, you're like and oh I I totally fucking forgot. You have your kid with you the entire time who has his own skill tree and move list and like benefits and shit. So uh, your son, I'm gonna butcher his name, Art Atreus, Artist, Art Atreus. Artrist, yeah, Artrist. Something, like that. something like that. I just call him Boy because that's what Kratos calls him. Like, Jen was like asking me, "Hey, what's your sidekick's name?" I'm like, "Boy." <laughs> Instead of Treus. Oh, yeah, I guess that's probably his name too. But like, Kratos doesn't call him that. It's Boy. Yeah. Like, no, that's not, that's not his name. His name is Boy. So he's like there mixing shit up with a bow, and like he'll occasionally climb guys to like put them in, like, a sleeper hole thing so you can come up and just fucking brutalize them. And you have synergy moves, so, like, if he, like, incapacitates a guy by putting him in, like, a fucking, like, half Nelson from behind him, you come up and just, like, fucking snap his neck or rip his head off or something. And you're like, yeah, family power! <laughs> and he's also, like, in boss fights, he has a bow, so you can, like, distract and You can, like, pull aggro with him so you can, like, charge up a powerful... You can just go and wail on a thing and then roll out of the way. Uh, it's... So I guess like back to the story, the dynamic between Kratos and the kid, like I am easily like 15 hours into that game and I don't actually know if boy is Kratos's biological son or adopted son. And like, it's this great mystery. I'm like, I think he's his biological son, but I don't know. And like the dynamic is amazing. Cause like Kratos is still Kratos. Like he's, like, he's still the most pissed off man alive. Mm -hmm. And he's now, like, there's some a beautiful moments where, like, where your son will do something and, like, you'll, 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 the camera will rotate kind of a back thing where the kid's, like, over a deer being like, oh, I killed this deer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Kratos starts to, like, extend his hand to grasp the kid's shoulder and be proud of him, but, like, but stops and it's like, I don't know how to be a dad. And you're like, oh, shit, this is some good storytelling. Mm. Well, because, like, I, I, spoilers, I guess, for the original trilogy of God of War, like, that entire game is kind of the complicated story of Kratos and his dad, so, like, he has no dad figures of which to benefit off of, and his wife has just died, and he's now trying to raise this boy who, like, the kid drops some amazing lines where, like, you're walking at one point, and he's like... A, the kid says something like, well, I knew mom better than you did. And Kratos is like hurt by this. He's like, what? How dare you? He's like, well, you were always off hunting and stuff. And me and mom were around the house and shit. And he's like, boy, you don't know what you speak of. It's like, fuck. Mm. 
So what you're saying is we need to speed this up so we can both jump on fucking God of War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as someone who was... Uh, the game has met and exceeded and then, like, exceeded that exceeding of my expectations at every turn. Like, the game plays amazingly. I don't know what the story of this game is yet, but I'm, like, fucking in. Like, the Norse mythology angle of it is fantastic. I, the boss fights that have been in the game have been pretty fucking good too. Like, I, it's everything I love about the God of War franchise, but like mature and not like embryo mature, but like no, like someone put some time into growing Kratos and who he is. Like he has a kid now, he has to be a dad. Like, and part of this is him being like, okay, kid, you gotta learn how to hunt because like maybe I'm going to die and you got to learn how to fend for yourself. So like, uh, it's, it is a beautiful game, both like graphically, storily, emotionally, like everything about it just has such a level of polish and like care to it. And like every single time I'm like, Oh, I wonder if they thought of this. They totally fucking thought of it. That sounds God, I would really want to pick it up now. It's, I just got paid to. It's really that good. Like, I, 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 unless you like don't like action games, I can't think of a reason you would not like God of War. And like, okay, spoil a warning. I guess like the first two hours of that game have I'm not gonna say problems, but they're very deliberately slow. You eventually kind of reach this hub point of the game, and that's when like. It, you start realizing, oh, this is whole fucking skill tree and stuff starts unlocking really quickly. Like, the first hour, hour and a half of the game is a very deliberately paced, slower, sadder kind of experience full of fantastic story moments, but kind of, hey, you need to get good at this combat. Mm -hmm. Like, And maybe it's the, you're not a God of War player, so I'm used to Kratos kind of being this human wrecking ball. You're not quite that character when you start this game. Well, and it's very much in line with the game where it's like, no, no, Kratos is still Kratos, but, like, he's not, like, Greek powerful. Like, the Greek gods are, like, crazy superhuman superheroes, and the Norse gods are kind of exceedingly imperfect humanoid monsters with some frequency. Like, I, the game does a really good job of driving home the fact that, like, where Greek mythology, even, like, a modern standpoint, is viewed kind of as this very clean idealized, the gods were good, the monsters were bad kind of thing. North mythology, as a big fan of North of Norse mythology, the Norse gods are infinitely more complicated and not so great. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking Odin is a cheapskate and a scam artist, canonically in the lore kind of thing. Dude is all about ripping people off. Okay. Yeah. Huh. He's not played by the same guy as, um, was it, he's not the same guy from Science of the Lambs, is what you're trying to say. No. Yeah, it's and, and, and if you're going into this expecting like the mythology from the Marvel movies, no, this is real ass Norse mythology. We're like, I so so weird reference. Um, in Norse mythology, Odin rides a horse whose name I'm blanking on right now that has eight legs that was sired when Loki took the form of a female horse and then got the shit raped out of him by another, like, a god, like, a godly steed or something, and then gave birth to a horse with eight legs. 
because oh, okay. that's the kind of weird ass shit that happens in Norse mythology. Like, like a, for reference to a rock happens in Norse mythology, the the, the apocalypse happens in that when yeah. Loki's ch- grandchildren technically, because Loki and Hela, I think, father or Loki fathers the father of wolves, Fenris who then gives birth to the wolves that chase the sun and the moon, and eventually they catch the sun and the moon, and then all shit goes off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, oddly enough, you'd be surprised because um, Smite is actually really good about the lore when it comes to releasing uh, gods. and So they've, they've definitely tackled on the Fenrir and Odin, things like that. Yeah. I'm a little. I'm, I I know a few things here. I'm not saying you didn't. Just like if you're expecting <laughs> the Marvel version of things, where it's like, oh, everything's great. Like it's like, no, no, no. The Norse gods were kind of like, we we pray to Thor for help. Also, we pray Thor doesn't show up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I know that like the the Norse mythology in yeah, it's not inaccurate. It's just kind of it's its own thing. Yeah. It's its yeah, it's its own telling of it, so to speak. So yeah, no, I I, I don't I, I remember that part. Yeah, I would I, never try to write an essay on Norse lore based off of what I heard from the Marvel films. Yeah, I, I guess like slight spoiler, like I, the first Norse god you meet in the game in some ways like reads more as meth head tweaker than mm-hmm. god, and oh, that's okay. correct. Mm. That is who that god is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I want you to play God of War so we can talk about God of War. It's about buying God of War. Fucking get it. If you did not like previous God of Wars, but like Dark Souls or Dark Siders or even like Zelda, like fucking pick up this game. Like if yeah. you own a PS4 and don't own God of War, why do you own a PS4? Yeah, no, it's definitely on my list, so... It's just a matter of time at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah. Uh, it... What have you been up to? Well, let's see. Uh, So, I I got Mandy on the anime train. Uh, We started watching... Uh, she's always been kind of intrigued with Naruto and all that stuff, because she's stories of dudes who ran, like, the anime characters to the fucking headbands at her high school. Uh, what's it called? So, we we started watching it, and initially she was just kind of like, uh, all right, I, I kind of get it. But now that we're getting into the fights, and so uh, she's really getting hooked. But she also gets super pissed off that like when the cliffhanger stuff happens every episode, like you know, Dragon Ball Z is notorious uh for it. It it it. it she's starting to understand this is how anime works. This is not a new thing. This is the st- the standard traditional structure of anime. So. Uh, she's, she's been enjoying it. I know, uh, we've actually been burning through a couple of episodes, and then I told her how many episodes the entire Naruto series is. Why Naruto she, for the first one? Well, she, I mean, well, she's watched, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and that's one of her favorite things, but even though that's kind of an Americanized anime, because, well, it's built off of anime looks and style and art, it's very much, uh, made, the storyline was written by Americans, uh, all the artwork was done by Americans and stuff like that, so... Um, I don't know. I you know what? I I will admit I really like Naruto. I, I like the manga for, for Naruto. I don't think the anime was. Well, great. I'm, I'm gonna run through all the filler shit 
Uh, I'm not gonna have her watch that. Sure. But I'll I'll have her watch the main story arc stuff. Um, I eventually will probably get her on Bleach because I also really enjoyed Bleach. Uh, so, but I've been dabbling a little ones here and there, like we watched Vampire Hunter D, uh, things like that. So, we're we're working our way down the the list, so to speak. But I know Naruto's one I've wanted to actually rewatch the whole way through. So I figured I'd tag her along for the adventure, and so she's really been enjoying it. So anime is kicking off at the house more and more. Um, speaking of, well, since uh, speaking of the house. Uh, and just here in general, I'm gonna give you another update on the tegus. So, oh, so uh, part of the day, uh, we'll we'll have the dogs go outside and be in the yard, and the tegu walk around the house like the dogs. We release them, and they walk around. And part of me is slightly terrified because I feel they're gonna bite my toes, or finally assassinate me. I all jokes aside, like are tegus aggressive like that? No, actually, they're very docile. Um. Obviously, they're reptiles. You like proceed, or if you come off as a threat or look like you're going to attack them, they will defend themselves. But it's very much one of those things like if you don't fuck with them, they don't do anything to you. My only concern is uh, when I get home from work and I take off my my shoes and my socks and I just have normal feet funk going on. That somehow that attracts them and that creeps me out because I don't want them to come near my feet because they smell with their tongue like a snake does, oh, they walk near my feet and they lick my feet, smelling them, and that freaks me the fuck out, so... You know, some people pay good money for tegus to lick their feet. I'm sure there is a thing for it, but you know what? It's not my cup of tea, because if they think it's a food smell for some reason, they might bite my fucking toe, and I don't feel like getting stitches. So, passing on that, but in the adventures of them walking around, I've realized something very creepy about the reptile world. Oh? Did you know that most male reptiles have two dicks? Yeah. I did not know that. Now, tegus, or just reptiles in general, have two dicks? I got a guess. I'm going to let you tell us how. So, the the, the, the tegu was walking around, and, um, of course, as animals do, they once in a while, they just kind of let one rip out of a accident thing. So, uh, I was just like, oh, God damn it. And so Mandy's like, don't worry, I got it, don't worry. So she, like, you know, was cleaning it up and whatnot. But before it was, like, done doing its thing, when it was stretched, it released the two dicks from inside its internal chamber, and I just saw a faceloaded tegu dick, uh, like, walk around the house. So that was the creepiest fucking thing I've seen when it comes to these fucking reptiles. I don't care that they fucking devour mice whole or all the other shit. The fact that it stretched and two dicks came out of it in two different directions... And then they went back inside him like some sort of like fucking fangs thing is fucking terrifying to me. So I learned that uh, Tegus have two dicks. So the new nickname for one of them is Tegu Two Dick. It's fucking weird. Like it caught me off guard, absolutely. Mm. So, but yeah, this is what's going on in my home. Uh, the reptiles are getting more and more comfortable, and I, I'm a little more terrified each and every day. Okay. Uh, and of course, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you've lo- known me long enough to know that I procrastinate like a motherfucker. I I got a guess at that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my coworkers made a prediction that I would file my taxes the day they were due, and they were filed my taxes on my lunch break the day they were due. This week. were you part of that whole website that crashed and people got an extension to do it? Uh, no, I did mine through like 
H&R blocks. Oh. Through, so. I was fine. Mine went through. I got the confirmation. I'm fine. I'm getting a refund like I do every year, so I'm happy about that. So, uh, yeah. And, of course, since we're on the topic of marijuana earlier and your terrible, terrible, like, dark weed experience, yeah. I guess I'll say. Um, I'm going to go watch Super Troopers 2. I, I know it's How was it? I wanted to go see that, I'm, but I I'm went going to something to. else. I haven't seen it yet, oh. but I'm super fucking excited. I, I, you've seen the first one, right? Yes. First one is fucking great. I love most of the stuff that Broken Lizard puts out. So, uh, did I ever tell you I went to go see them at a comedy special? No, you never or mentioned like, that. Yeah, so I went to go. Um, I saw two of the guys. It was Farva and the guy who plays Mac. I guess they go on tour. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they are a comedy up. troupe, technically. Yeah, well, those two guys in particular, you didn't have um, the you didn't have the other dude, the other two dudes. Like uh, one of them, I can't remember his name, but he has a prosthetic leg, and you don't, you would never know unless you read up on it. I found out during one of his AMAs. Um, but yeah, he he doesn't do the the, the tours, and neither does uh, I can't remember his name, but he's the he's the Indian guy of the group. Can't remember his name. Ah, it's going to bug me, but uh, those two don't tour, uh, I think, with them. So this is just specifically a Farva and Mac thing, and I'm referring to them by their characters' names because I forget their actual names. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but the uh, they were fun. They're really fun to watch live. Like, they're, they'll do this thing. Uh, they'll do their special or whatever. They'll do this thing. They'll get the audience involved. When they're done, they're like, hey, we'll be at the bar. Come by. Say hi. Uh, we'll have some drinks. And they literally just hung out at the bar afterwards yeah. with everybody just having fun. I've heard they're totally chill dudes. Totally fucking cool. Super fucking chill. Um, actually, before the show, they walked around the line to say hi to everybody. Like, hey, thanks for coming out, this and that. Super fucking chill. Love those guys. So when I found out they were doing a part two, it was uh, much exciting. I'm super happy to go see it. The other thing is I think I missed out on the deadline for their Kickstarter, so I didn't get to do any of the other stuff involved with that. But super fucking hyped. Uh, so I will have a report for you guys next week on Super Troopers 2. And then I, I made two in all honesty. Do you have a date? Yeah. Do you know when you're seeing it yet? Uh, later today, actually. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, it was, we were supposed to watch it yesterday, but Mandy was a little tired after work, so we decided to just kind of push it to today. So I was going to try and tag along, but that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. I got uh, motorcycle yeah, no, priorities to do. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, and then I guess one more thing on... Uh, the marijuana stuff. So, have you heard of an organization called MedMen? No, but I actively know, but the name does ring a bell, so... So, they're starting to advertise all over Los Angeles. Like, there are new, like, or, like a, a dispensary company out there. Um, but they're, like, going to, like, the legit operations, very... I was almost say very um, Apple Store esque. It's over the top. Like they have billboards uh, in LA where like they have like a cop, but it's like scratched out, scratched out. Doesn't say police officer. It says stoner to kind of just let people know, hey, you know, people you hang out with and talk to every day smoke marijuana. Like they yeah. have another ad with a grandma who is like smoking pot. It's like not grandma stoner. Like, okay. Yep. And so apparently, like. Now that, obviously, in California, this thing is legalized, this place is taken off. And I was impressed by the fact that, like, they're, like, the Apple store of weed. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think the um the, the thing I went to, Magic Bus or whatever it was called, had a um the 
delivery service as a sponsor. Oh, really? Oh, was it uh, Weed Maps or something like that? I don't know. I'm not going to give them free advertising. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'm just shocked at, like, how much it's take. Well, how, like, this organization somehow was ready to go as soon as it was legalized in the state. Like, it's crazy. So, I'm expecting it to be... I was expecting the dispensary thing to become this whole, like, liquor store-esque situation. Turned out very, like, eh, positive, which is kind of interesting, but... I mean, I figured since we were on topic of mentioning 420, I would bring up these kinds of places and how they're popping up. And it's just kind of weird that it's so commonplace because, you know, I I grew up here in L.A. when it was obviously still shunned upon. So it was always like... Yeah, I guess like I moved to L.A. So the fact that it's like, oh, they're popping up. I'm like, I went from a place with nothing to like, fucking I can go to Dr. Green and get a medical card off the beach here. Like... Nothing shocks me in L.A. on that topic anymore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, the, 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 the quote-unquote doctors who do that shit, it's always interesting. Um, but other than that, no no other assassination from lizards. That's good. Um, that's always great. Oh, and then uh, I bought PS4 controllers. So it's just fitting that God of War came out because I ended up buying some new controllers recently. Cause... Have you seen how sexy that collector's edition uh, God of War PS4 is? Dude, it yeah. looks good. I'm like, I don't need another PS4 Pro, but I would buy that one if I was looking for one right now. Yeah, no, it looks good. I mean, I, I have the PS4 I bought from you, so it, and that one runs just fine. Yeah. So I don't think I have a need to upgrade considering I don't have a TV that'll really take advantage of it at the moment anyway. Yeah, I, I have one. I don't have a reason to own one kind of thing, except I like the fast. If uh, You do get an option between prioritizing um, frame rate or uh, look in God of War on a PS4 Pro, so... That's, That's actually a nice game. Yeah, a bunch of games do that, and I've been a fan of it. Hmm. Um, other than that, um, not much. Getting ready for my birthday, which is coming up in a few weeks. Woo! So I will be, uh, actually, shit, two weeks. So that'll be fun. I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I think I'm just going to literally sit around, and I'm going to go fuck up some IHOP uh, French toast. Did you hear what they're doing right now, by the way? The uh, King's uh, Hawaiian French Toast. Which is fucking great! I had some last night. How was it? It was French Toast. Oh, really? Oh. I, it was good. I'm not going to, like... I, I would eat it again. Okay. Well, for a guy who has, who's been saving off bread, I think it's going to be really oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I expect you'll find this real. You're not eating anything that's carb-based yeah, lately. I can't eat anything carb-based. So for me to fucking jump headfirst in some fucking French toast... Maybe Especially don't take King's your girlfriend Hawaiian. to this. You're going to make some sounds that might make her uncomfortable. No, I'm going to have it brought to the house. I'm not going to go <laughs> eat at a fucking IHOP. If I'm going to be a disgusting, crude eating French toast, I'm going to do it in the privacy of my own fucking home. Greet the it. delivery guy in a robe and nothing else. Oh, hello, yeah. you have my IHOP. Yeah, and I'm going to set up a fan right next to the door. So it's like, it's not even windy out. Why is there a fan over here? Like, what the fuck is going on? And just have the wind blow and knock my fucking... My, 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 what were we called? I can't remember I'm blanking out. My robe just falls right off. So. This sounds like you're going to try and do something with the delivery guy. I was just talking about the food. Like. Well, you got, it's got to be a whole thing. Like, you can't just fair. go half-assed on it. No, no, you close that door, you, like, shut the lights down, and then you're like, hello there, carbs. It's me, Psha, Alex. <laughs> you ready to do this? 
I'm not doing the rest of that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much been my uh, that's pretty much been my week. Else in particular, just Fair it's been a good week though. No, 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 no assassination attempts. No fires at work. It's a good time. You should buy yourself God of War for your birthday. You won't regret it. I, I'm very much leaning towards doing you that. You should shit do right that, now. or you should get someone else to buy you God of War for your birthday. <laughs> It'll be a good present. I'm not gonna lie. During this podcast, I looked up to see what the collector's or the deluxe edition is, and I got out of it. It's only $10 more. I don't know what the deluxe edition comes with, except maybe digital shields, so... I think that and some other stuff, so... I'm a whore. You know me. I'm a whore for buying the fucking digital deluxe shit. We actually have an email about that later, so... Do we? Kinda. Oh, it's fucking perfect! Because I, I am a glutton for punishment, yeah. even though I haven't learned my lesson from fucking Duke Nukem Forever. I will, uh, I'll still do it. If so. you buy the digital version, you can upgrade for 10 bucks if you want it later, just letting you know. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've gotten into buying all my PS4 games digitally for some bizarre reason, and I was looking at that being like, a, so on Thursday, when I'm like, I want to make sure it's downloaded, I'm like, on the site, it's like, oh, upgrade to the collector's edition for 10 bucks. I'm like, oh, that's a good system. <laughs> that works. So that's, that's a very good idea, Sony. I might do that someday. Not now. I just want to make sure it downloads, but yeah. Yeah, I probably actually, just a little last thing for PS4 game purchases, uh, I'm probably going to jump back and play that more. Do God of War, obviously, but also pick up Horizon Zero Dawn. I remember. I can loan you my copy. Oh, no, I'm, I want to pick up a digital copy just to have it. Fair. I want to get that DLC too, so. But yeah, um, more PS4 stuff, and then possibly, obviously I'm trying to get Ray's birthday stream, which I'm not going to do in two weeks, unfortunately, because there's all these other shit going on, but it'll definitely be closer to the end of May, more than likely. Uh, uh, you should do a carb day that. on the birthday stream. No, that's fucking a terrible idea. I You would die. Like, the carbs would just slow you down and you just fucking fall apart. Like, have I told you what I feel after I eat carbs? Yeah, that's why I want you to do it on your stream. No, that's that's the I wouldn't make it the full 24 hours. I'd just fucking die. Yes. So, in a month from now, I'm going to literally just eat nothing but French toast from IHOP. On my birthday stream. For 24 the, hours. For 24 hours, and the challenge is going to be staying awake for the entire 24 hours. And hey, hopefully Twitch not lets dying. you do that now. It's called food or IRL. I'm not sure which that qualifies as. <laughs> it's under creative. They might kick you off for being a fetish, technically, but. That's true. That is kind of borderlining some fetish shit, but. Eh. I bought 24 hours worth of King's Hawaiian French. I'll be damned if I don't get my fucking fill. I'm not sure which would be more uncomfortable to watch. Someone eat French toast for 24 hours or just watch someone fuck a plate of French toast. Like, I I'm not sure which I'd be more creeped out by it by the end. Because, <laughs> like, if it was just, like, an hour of French, I'd be like, fun, whatever. But no, like, 24 hours of, like, time for more French toast. You'd be like, ah, this is... Uh. <sighs> but, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. <laughs> on that note it's time for news you ready yes i'm ready right off the bat we have billy mitchell responding to allegations last week about or his dis not allegations his disqualification from the records uh, uh he was at the midwest gaming classic uh what some might call a bold move for someone who just kind of wound up in a bit of a scandal i to those people saying it's a bold move several months prior to this whole thing going down and wanted that money he was promised or had already been paid that money he was promised and didn't want to give it back. 
Ah. Yeah. So what's his official statement? I, no, I did do it. He he is uh, working to bring forward a case for why his record should still stand. Uh, he's been a, a quote. He's been addressing this for many years. His stance has not changed. They're legit scores. Uh, basically, exactly what you'd expect. Nothing earth shattering in these revelations. Just yeah. So I'm curious. I want to ask you this. Do you think this is actually ever going to escalate where it actually goes into like a court case and There's eventually nothing, gets moved so, up? Here's the reality. There's nothing legal about this. That's what I'm wondering, though. Like, is it going to... You think it'll at that point? I, it's so... Uh, based on my loose understanding of the law and how things work, like, the worst case scenario is um, Billy Mitchell could theoretically sue for uh, slander or being li- or liable or something like that. But uh-huh. the, the reality is... This is a fight over video game high scores and whether or not they're valid or not kind of thing. Like, it's... This is just about ego and bragging rights. Like, it's not like... this is. It's not like there was a million dollars that came with holding the King of Kong leaderboard position they now want back. It's not like they defrauded the Nobel Foundation or something. I... I like, to be harsh this doesn't fucking matter enough for anyone to really care. Like, before we talked about this, how aware were you even of Billy Mitchell's existence? Mm. Exactly. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, actually, I did meet him a long time ago when E3 was not a thing and it became E for All, which is that weird janky public version that I had a long time ago. I met him there, and that was about it. Yeah, he is a public... the reality is he's like he's a public figure to people that care about the arcade game portion of video games, not even the largest portion of video game consumers. Like it's like he's only really even a noteworthy character because of that whole King of Kong documentary that was about all this shit that came out like ago now. It's it's a cool documentary and I'm assuming those guys fucking gearing up to do part 2 or so, but uh-huh. Yeah, like the, the reality is the guy is a heel. He's always been a heel. He's always kind of played up the bad boy of video game arcade high scores. I, yeah, I, in some ways, he's now more notorious than he was previously because there's this scandal around him. He previously was just like, the, beyond the Kong stuff, the bigger probably hit to his thing is the fact that he was the first guy to play a perfect game of Pac-Man, and he lost that record. Oh, okay. But again... If you go up to, uh, to to be real derogatory for a second, like if you're at some bar and you're hitting on someone and you go, "Hey baby, I'm the first man ever to get a perfect score in Pac-Man." Probably not going to work all that frequently as a are good you pickup line. the fucking the panties are dropping right then and I, there. What are you talking I, about? I, I feel bad making that <laughs> comparison. It's the real shitty and a variety of fake, but like that's how much this doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. This is like being this is like being like I pl- like this year, ladies. I'm the general of my civil war reenactment. <laughs> it's cool, but the majority of the world doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So to answer your question about the legal thing, no. Okay, I was I was just curious if there had been some sort of like precedent for that kind of stuff. It's a no. Moving on from that, uh, Sega's making a, or they've announced a mini Mega Drive. Time to cash in on all that Nintendo mini 
fucking craze. Unfortunately, it's too little, too fucking late. I think. Yeah. So and so this was like confusion too, which is I thought this already existed, but so um at games maker of fine shitty plastic plug into your TV video game console peripherals, uh, at games made a Sega Genesis flashback HD last year, which did not go over great. Uh, and with that in mind. This new thing is powered by the at games technology, so not much to say on this. Not a lot of game list for this thing, mm-hmm. but it looks like a mini Mega Drive. So, yeah, um, not excited. Genuinely, don't care. Yeah, like I'm personally. Sega didn't. Well, sorry, just really quick. I'm personally. Sega didn't really have. I <laughs> keep go. running to each other. Alright, Sega necessarily doesn't have a lot of really fun games for me to pull into that would make me want to get the Genesis or the Mega Drive, whatever. Like, it's eh, not really super hot. Like, Kid Chameleon, maybe, but that's it. Yeah, I... So I realized the second time around... So I realized on this topic, too, where, like, when the Nintendo... Everyone's like, oh, shit, I have to have one. I'm like, yeah, I would buy one of those things. And then I didn't get one... And I felt kind of good for not getting caught up in that whole like land swell thing. And then when they did the SNS Cla- the SNES Classic, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy one. No, I won't talk about this shit. Yeah. I just want these both to come to the fucking eShop for the Switch. I don't want a tiny Nintendo hanging around my house. That sounds mm-hmm. dumb, actually. So like, <laughs> this is another one where I'm like, I don't actually care about this. Like, Bring it to a console I already own. Like, release the Sega collection. And I'll be like, okay, I'm interested, maybe. How much is it? Ten bucks? I'll fucking buy that. Oh, it's a 30 or $40 little plastic thing you have physically in your house. Here's eh. the thing, though, with this. They already have the Mega Drive and Genesis collections on Steam. Yep. So, like, why would I buy it in a platform that's, like, yep. the hardware is there when I can just literally... Buy it on Steam and yep. play PC. There's yep. absolutely no point. The the nuance for the Nintendo games is that there you can't find them unless it's an emulator anywhere else. But on here, I don't have to go break the law to play the fucking game. I can literally buy the game on fucking Steam. Like there's no no attraction to me to get fucking play this, get buy the thing at all. Yeah, I don't get it either. It it's a cash grab. Unfortunately, the Nintendo. Mini, whatever the fuck, the NES Mini, it created this fucking environment, and it's gonna, we're gonna see it. I, I guarantee you, within the next two to three years, we're gonna see some sort of weird-ass Dreamcast revival. Like, that's how far they're gonna go up the chain when it comes to this shit. Yeah, I... I just don't care, like, at the end of the day. Like, it's the... Sega makes so few things I ever cared about with a burning passion, it's like, aha! Eh. Yeah. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I, Sega, I I love you guys, but th- no, no. Yeah, no. I. <laughs> that that's the correct response to be having on this one. And speaking of correct responses to be having, uh, Shenmue One and Two coming to modern consoles. I, and PC. For, this shampoo One and Two is going to be great. Uh. I mean, I played the original ones before, actually, back... I think it was actually on Dreamcast. Funny to mention that. Um, they were all right. I had nothing to really write... They have not aged of... well. No, not at all. But for 30 bucks, I will probably talk about them on the channel. 
this is purely for people that like were like, yeah, Shenmue and groundbreaking and have not gone back and played them in a decade. Yeah, for thirty bucks, I I may fuck around with it, but yeah. to be honest with you, like, eh, like it's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Crushing it, Sega. Yep. You got, you got you're 0 for 2 right now. Yep. Just killing it. <laughs> Just fucking killing it. And I guess speaking of killing it, uh Rainbow Six has managed uh, Rainbow Six Siege, sorry, has managed to pull in over 30 million players in the three years it's been active. That's pretty good yeah I, I think for a rainbow six game that's pretty legit for a three-year-old game too that's pretty fucking impressive yeah i, I mean it's a three-year-old game that's actively still being worked yeah, on I, and they're doing shit for rainbow six is doing the thing i have wanted call of duty to do for a long time and i guess speaking of call of duty let's jump to that real quick uh a lot of reports and rumors are into kind of some other stuff that this year's black ops 4 will be a multiplayer that doesn't surprise me at all. It's something I've kind of wondered if, if if they drop that thing down to like thirty bucks, I think that could be a real interesting take on that equation. If it becomes like so, I talk about how I want games like that to become a platform. Like I don't want a new Call of Duty every year. I want like a major patch to Call of Duty every year where it's like, hey, we're doing World War Two this season or something. Yeah, they'll never do that. Yeah, but, but as, this- as good as it is to imagine that. Seeing the success that Madden has every single fucking year, and like all the video, like all the sports game franchises, where they literally release a new game every year. Well, to be fair, even they've talked about maybe doing that once or twice. Yeah, no, no, that's been discussed. But I mean, when you can literally put out a new game, maybe make some changes here and there, and still sell it for a full AAA title price. Yep. Mm, unless they can find a way to make more money doing like. Uh, uh, like that plan, I don't see it ever happening. I I suspect the margins on that actually might be a lot more profitable than you're giving it credit for. Mm. But I don't well, know. I yeah, I I don't I don't I don't see. And here's the thing though, Black Ops Three or yeah four will come out. Four or it's four. Four. Sorry. It, it said three in the notes. Yeah, I wrote Sorry. the wrong number um, down. So Black Ops Four will be out there if it doesn't have a single player cam plot. Fucking surprise me. And they'll still charge full price, and people will still buy that. I think I, I don't think you can charge full price. I, I, the video game industry this year and last year have surprised me enough, and kind of its embracing of like good ideas that maybe didn't turn out the best, and also like the fact that the Battlefront Two scandal happened the way it did actually makes me think that if you have a multiplayer only version of Black Ops. If, you, if people will still buy it, but enough people won't or will make a big stink out of it, it'll be a problem. I think I I would almost bet money that game comes out at some type of discount. Maybe not as much discount should, but... First Battlefront have no single-player campaign? It, yeah, and I think that's it, kind of... Yes. That's the thing. It had no single-player campaign still sold at full price. Non-established franchise at the point. I I think it's, Mm. like, reality is people, some people, like the campaigns of Call of Duty. I do. I find them a dumb kind of power trip I enjoy once a year. And I will not be buying this because there's no campaign. Like, and also, they've not said that 
it's not guaranteed no campaign. If the campaign is replaced with like some modern warfare, warfare two kind of spec ops co-op style thing, that I think that if that could come back and replace a single player campaign, that I'm fucking super okay with because that was the thing I want them to bring back the hardest. Oh, co-op like something like they did with the um, with the zombie stuff recently and all that. Not so much zombies because I don't like zombies. Like the spec ops stuff, the bl- I think that's what it's called. It was like contained scenarios that were cooperative. Okay. They were really cool. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. We'll see on that one. Yeah, we we will. We will see. Yeah. Uh, back to we will seeing though. A way out. That prison break game. So the million copies. Not much more to say on that. Just congratulating game for that was kind of a risk, and also from EA on pulling that off. I think the best part of that was that it sold more copies in like its short runtime than EA thought it would sell. Period. Mm, okay. Yeah. Moving on from that, uh, this will be a complicated one for some people out. Dark Souls for Switch has been delayed until summer 2018. Why is this a complicated one? Because this is the kind of remastering of Dark Souls, and it's coming out May 25th for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Jeez. You've had a lot of developers out there saying stuff like, Switch is totally just as viable or whatever. I think this is the first real time you're getting a no it's fucking not. Stop saying it. <laughs> I I I would love to see it actually hit and be live because I want to see if they're going to force people to actually roll in real life over and over to dodge. They won't. It'll be a real video game. game. Uh I wonder what kind of motion shit they'll take. They gotta do something. They don't have to do anything to it. Uh, There's like six-player mode in this, which is not totally clear what that is. Something I'd be super into. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Dark Souls has been out. Nothing about it being on the Switch makes it impressive. A and B. Well, the fact that the the not-Switch versions run at 60 frames a second and have 4K textures and stuff, and the Switch version runs at 30 frames a second... And it's 1080p, like, it's... Okay, you've released yeah. the game you already released. Congratulations. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, the Switch has its time and place. Like, if I want to fuck around with some Mario Kart... Yes. Smash, and I, and like, not, that is great. And it's great Dark Souls is coming to the Switch. I, I think this is more just kind of a... You had, like, fucking um, did Iron Galaxy out there? or what? Uh-huh. The guys that made... Um... Foot Dive? Yeah, Dive or Kick or out dive there kick? saying, like... Yeah. Hey, we've totally ported some games to stuff that wouldn't have done. We could totally make Monster Hunter World work on the Switch. Yeah, I. I, uh, I almost feel like this is kind of stretching and being like, "Hey, guys, look, we can do these games too." That's exactly what it is, and kind of the narrative is because they've been pulling it off okay on some Switch. Like they got Doom running on a Switch. It's the worst version of Doom, but it is technically <laughs> running on a Switch. When it's the worst version of something, I don't consider it running successfully on the I Switch. don't disagree with you, but the narrative still is Doom runs on a Switch. Eh. Meh, I say. Yes. Indeed. And speaking of meh, 
Uh, mm -hmm. Apparently, someone announced they were going to make a Glover 2. You remember Kay. Glover, right? Yeah! No. Well, it turns out they didn't have the rights. Oh. <laughs> we're going to do this! Yeah! Oh, about that. But they were going to mm -hmm. make a uh, sequel for Glover for the Switch, and yeah, fucking time for Glover, motherfuckers! <laughs> what did the five fingers say to the face? I think Glover only had four, La technically. Oh, well. What I, this has to show you how much I don't know. Yeah. I, I just love bringing up Glover in the modern setting, a game that was kind of cool, but also just unbelievably uh, forgettable. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Number two, doesn't look like it, but fucking Glover 2! Putting that switch on the map! Fuck that Mario game, it's all about Glover. Yeah. Moving on from... This is probably my favorite news article of the week. That that uh, Someone found a way to hide malware in Minecraft skins. Wait, what? Find. Someone managed to put malware into downloadable Minecraft skins. Computers. Oh. I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, I am too. I... Especially, maybe the complicated part is that the, um, so apparently Minecraft skins are .png file, ping, or whatever they're pronounced that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. That's, I'm surprised it took this long, but that's kind of... Yeah, I, it got something like 50,000 players. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, given, given the success of Minecraft and how big it is, it hit that many people. So directly from the Minecraft site. Oh, that's a biggie fucking right there. Holy shit. And they were reformatting and deleting backup data. These were serious hitters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it looks like they removed them, but... Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, that's... That worries me a little bit. Yep. Other than the fact that, like... Other than the fact, obviously, that this is, like, you know, skin thing, but, like, there's always been this, like, distant modding or, or, or like, like, WoW has a lot of mods and all that stuff. Yeah. I remember there were some malicious code and some mods a while ago, too, when it sucks because I, I love a lot of what these mod people do. Yeah. They shit. Like, I'll have to show it to you at some point, but some guy actually, for example, took Street Fighter V on PC and modded it fun-looking version of the game. Sure. And, like, you have that, and then you have, like, the crazy fun mods like Skyrim. This is... I hate that this is going to get lumped up with that. And developers from making their games allow their games to... So, I guess that's just kind of where I'm coming from. Yep. But other than that, that's pretty fucking shitty. And I'm glad Microsoft responded and took that shit out of there. But Yep. Yeah, shitty. <laughs> well, speaking of things that aren't shitty... There's a new Serious Sam game out there, or coming, and there's going to be more at E3. Will they shoot someone on stage as part of their presentation? I do not know, but I am an, an actual numbered Serious Sam at this time, especially one called Serious Sam for Planet Badass. This very much sounds right up your fucking alley. I... I I have a weird relationship with Sirius. Not always loved the Sirius Sam, but I respected it, which was kind of that arena-style shooter game thing. 
long after it was relevant, but still, like, it's out there. Yeah. I've reached a point, though, where I'm like, yeah, I could go for a new Serious Sam right now. Fuck it, why not? Huh. If God of War can be deep and meaningful, Serious Sam can also find a way to wow me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to it. I think I have a couple Serious Sam games on my account that I've never played, but I'm, I'm down. Everyone to does. They, like, Serious fucking Sam. give Serious Sam games away like popcorn and steam. Yeah. Well, then, I am much excited about this. Uh, not a lot of details. The trailer is just a motorcycle and shooting some stuff every once in a while, so, yeah. Yeah. Do not Duke Duke him forever, us. So that's the thing. Maybe that's why I'm excited for this, because, like, Serious Sam was always kind of, like, the anti-Duke Nukem forever. Like, it was always kind of aware this is dumb. And even when it was bad, they were like, we're aware the game is bad. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first one came out in 2001. It's still kicking 17 years later, so. Hmm. Yeah. Well, this will be fun. Yeah. Speaking of stuff that's not so fun, uh, the Netherlands Gaming Authority, which apparently is a thing, has been investigating loot boxes and a variety of titles, and they have decided that loot boxes with real-world values should be deemed unlawful, in the Netherlands only, but... Um, I I, I don't have anything against that. I kind of am okay with that. Yes. <sighs> I, well, let, let's hear, let's hear it. What you look like you you sound like you've got something to say on this matter. So I'm I'm curious what your view is on this. The, the argument for it is the whole targeting whale thing. Like it's here's the issue. I have kind of the way loot boxes work, or games that actively push loot boxes. At the same time, the idea of spending a couple bucks and like. The real world is full of loot boxes. I don't mean like loot boxes as you can buy real video game loot boxes. I bought Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I got magic cards. I bought baseball cards growing up. Like, those are loot boxes. I've bought blind boxes for art toys once in a while. Like, loot boxes, when done correctly, a bad thing, even if they have a real world monetary value to them. It's, like, saying, like, it, the video game version of loot boxes is super shitty, and it's the fact that loot boxes are that I have a problem with, or incentivization of buying loot boxes. That's what I've always objected to. Like, and I, I get it. Like, loot boxes are designed in a way that they do cast on whales and people that like get compulsively into loot block loot boxes, and that's unfortunate. But at the same time. Maybe make it so, like, I I don't object to loot boxes. I object to the, the idea that loot boxes become how you have to progress. Like, that's when I have an issue with loot boxes. Like, a buck at a loot box and maybe get some cool-ass gear. As a responsible person, I'm comfortable with. And I get it. Like, I'm. we've all disappeared down the free-to-play rabbit hole one or two times more than we want to admit to kind of thing. But the majority of us write the ship and kind of pull ourselves out of it, but not ever lucky and... A variety of things happen, but I, I, I mostly don't. I, it's where like on the side of like 
yeah, government get involved in saying what's okay and what's not okay with some of this video game shit. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you super fucking shitty at regulating this stuff. And it's not like we outlawed cigarettes in the U.S. because they were addictive. We just slapped a shit ton of warnings on stuff. And it's not like we outlawed alcohol in the U.S. because alcoholics are a thing. The idea of just straight outlawing something because loot box whales are a thing seems a bit overreaching. Like, and I'm not sure how you target what I want, which is make it, like, negatively impact companies that make that have incentive, that incentivize you to go into loot. Because, like, if I want to throw 50 bucks at Overwatch and buy 50 bucks worth of box on a holiday event... I want that option still. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I, I get it. I do get it. Yeah. I, yeah, and I don't, I don't agree with the idea of that. It's, loot boxes fucking suck. But when you have games like Overwatch that the only real meaningful progression loot boxes kind of, yeah. So, okay, so... Hmm. Hearing your argument, you make very valid points on this thing. Like, so here, here's, here's, here's my, 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 my angle. I guess I'll approach from this. Um, I think they're more or less trying to avoid a situation much like you had with CS:GO Lotto and things like that. No, it, the, the, at least this study is very much aimed at the like gambling, like the 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 the. the the gratification you get from popping that box kind of thing. Like it's, it's that pull of the handle pay out enough every often enough in a slot machine kind of situation that you keep mm -hmm. that person hooked. Like it's, it's not targeting the CSGO skin thing. That's the issue. It's not like, that's what you should be going after. Like loot boxes mm -hmm. aren't perfect, but the idea of saying, I've done a full 180 on this. Like it's one of these things where it's like, they're fucking gambling but they're worse than gambling, but they're also better than gambling because you do technically get something every time you get it, but then the issue also is you fucking get something every time you get it, so it's like, oh, I'd be losing money if I wasn't doing this. I realize my objection is just don't fucking build games that incentivize you to buy loot boxes. Balance your, like, for skins, for, like, aesthetic shit, all that stuff, loot boxes are fine, whatever. When it's, like, a game then I have a problem with it. Hmm. Well, I think it's also they don't want to push it on where... The, I mean, are they banning them just overall or for kids under 18 kind of thing? I, let me go back. That's, that's also the, another thing for me. Like, this is where it gets kind of like kind of interesting because like at this point, um, if you release a game that has loot boxes, it'll probably be automatically marked as over 18 because of the gambling thing. Because it's like... I, I get where they're coming from, but I also want to see it from the angle of like, well, and you're not allowed to advertise cigarettes in your school because even though they're, you know, you can't advertise, hey, cigarettes right here, hey, hey, so when you're old enough kind of thing. Uh, so it, it's, yeah. it's that lore of it. And it's just like, well, you don't want to start getting them into a gambling addiction early on or the idea of gambling. So with that later on when they're adults and they have actual fiscal responsibilities, it becomes a fucking problem because in their childhood, that habit was reinforced early on through things like loot boxes. So, and to back up what you're saying, the exact argument of the exact statement from the article is, or from the study is, 
As a result of opening loot boxes, socially vulnerable groups such as young people could eventually be encouraged to play other games of chance. The risk of gambling addiction in this group is many times higher than in adults. Yeah. So it's, and the argument is that it's, it's games of chance are prohibited to the Dutch consumer without a license. I believe loot boxes are games of chance. Yeah. So I can see where they're coming from with it, but at the same time, I also agree with you, like, in the sense that if I want to drop 50 fucking dollars for a bunch of Overwatch crates, that's my right. Yeah. I can do that. And I totally and I and I'm totally cool with it. My concern is kids that are under 18 yeah. shouldn't have oh, that. Oh no, like the the, the biggest game right now fucking Fortnite is making money off of loot boxes and it's making a shit ton of money off loot boxes cuz that's a free game. Like they don't have loot boxes. Yeah, they in, do. In, I thought it was you could just buy the skins and stuff. I think it also's got loot boxes. Okay, I haven't seen the loot box. Maybe I haven't looked hard enough, but like you can go into the skin store and every day you can buy. So there's no chance of you thinking you're going to get this. You flat out will fucking get it. And even then, when you get their season pass to play through the game, you can see exactly what the rewards are when you reach that level. I don't think they necessarily have loot boxes. I think you can buy their currency oh, and sorry, buy the, the skins thing and save the world mode. My bad. Yeah. No, in, in the, the, the actual Fortnite Battle Royale part, it's all stuff you can you you can see and buy. I and think the, thing the is, llamas makes... are also loot boxes. I think you can totally buy those. Llamas are well, they give away the llama cards like as giveaways like at PAX, because I got one at E three last year. Um so I don't I, I don't know if you can even buy llamas. Can you buy llamas in the battle royale mode? Uh, there's a you concept of V Bucks. I don't know is the answer. Yeah, no, V-Bucks are, are just the buy skins you can see in the store or the emotes and stuff like that. I haven't seen a loot box itself. I'll double check at some point this next week and follow up on that. But yeah, I think, I mean, they're making money hand and fist because they just flat out show you, hey, today this skin is available. Or hey, you can buy the season pass and jump up and earn extra rewards as you play through the game. So but that's pretty much the gist of that's that. That's fair. And I'll admit, I, the fact that I don't have to sit there and try, and try to take a chance to try to buy a skin. It's like, so you know that Fortnite has a John Wick skin, right? Yep. So that's the highest level skin you can get, and it tells you if you want to unlock it, you got to buy the season pass and play through the game like you play rounds, and eventually when enough, you unlock it. So it's a grind more than an actual chance, but at least you're putting in conscious work to get it, and which is what I totally respect because that's what the game, that's what a game is. You put in the grind, you work your ass off for it, you get the reward. Yeah. So, which I think, honestly, is way more fucking satisfying than dropping money for a loot box. Yeah. But then again, like I said, the the loot boxes, either way, and like, for example, Overwatch, have absolutely no effect on your gameplay. It's a look. The re I think the, the Battlefront issue, which we, we've beaten down to the ground quite a bit, was the fact that it they hid progression through loot boxes. Yeah, that, like and that's what I object character to. Progression. Yeah, and I 100% and I agree with you on that. But, it, you know, if it's just to buy skins... And, and like looks that have absolutely no effect on your character, then fuck it. Yeah. Go to town. <laughs> and that's not, and, and the, the reality is the Netherlands can define gambling however they wish. It's just, this is a thing that affects the gaming industry as a whole, so we talk about it. Yep. But speaking of Battle Royale games, uh, PUBG is getting a map selector. Ha! That's going to be fucking hilarious, because I guarantee you nobody's going to want to fucking play Miramar when the map selector comes out. That was out. the gist of the article, yeah. Yep. 
So everyone will go right back to the old uh, Urangel, or Urangel, and then whatever the new Savage map is, because I actually really enjoyed the Savage map. Sure. So I see people. Uh, I see people just not queuing up for fucking Miramar. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to talk about YouTube, Ben Brode, or Valve next? Uh, let's do Ben Brode real quick. All right, so Ben Brode, the uh, face of Hearthstone, has left Blizzard. Yes, uh, after working there as a game tester, apparently he used to deliver pizzas there when he was younger and got a job as a game tester there. Eventually, uh, yeah, he was a game tester for Warcraft 3. Worked his way up into game design and eventually became uh, basically the face of Hearthstone. Actually, one of the things that kind of made him nuanced and interesting was he used to do, like, if we hit a certain challenge or something like that, he would, like, make YouTube rap videos about Blizzard games and stuff. Sure. So he he did, like, a Hearthstone rap and a bunch of other stuff. Overall, very nice guy, uh, at least from from what I've seen on the outside there. And so he's uh, moving on to other pastures, starting his own or something like that, at least what I've heard. They'll probably make games, but they haven't figured anything else out is the official quote. Uh, hey. Two coming soon from Valve. Well, not exactly Hearthstone too, because he's leaving. Oh, well. Well, I'm sorry, Valve made team. Dota two. Made Dota two, so that was my joke. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see. But hey, you know, congrats to him uh, moving on to better pastures, I guess. How will this affect Hearthstone as a whole? You think? Um, I don't know. I know he was like the game or the. I think he was like one of the head managers there. For the game, so I don't know who's taking over per se, but <sighs> hmm, I don't know. Like I said, it's hard to tell based on Hoover because he was the game director, so that's kind of a big spot for sure. Him. So who knows? But I know he was a very he was a very loved personality when it came to Hearthstone, uh, from what I've been hearing and seeing. So uh, I think they'll miss him for sure, but I don't know how it's going to be. He'll probably be more at a community actual... level, though, unless on a... Yeah, probably, yeah, definitely more at a community level than an actual mechanics mode and sure. things like that. So. Yeah. Also, moving on from that, uh, Valve, as of the day of recording, this actually this kind of slipped in at the beginning of recording, has bought Camp Santo, the makers of Firewatch. Oh. I... Uh, Camp Santo has a Campo Santo, however you pronounce that, has a game in active development right now. It's that kind of it's Valley of the Gods. It's that Egypt exploration game. As mm-hmm. a huge fan of uh, Firewatch, I'm excited for that. And Valve just bought a game studio. Does that mean Valve might be making games again? So they've actually announced. Actually, Valve allowed announced not too long ago that they're going to start actually working on making games. Yeah. Again. So, if you think about it like this, Valve buys Campo Santo uh, this year. But, Campo Santo was founded in 2013. So... Yeah, they've only had one game. Yeah. They were founded in 2013. But if you think about it even more, what's the last number of 2013? Oh, fuck you! It's... I'm going to be so mad if you're right. <laughs> By the way, of all the stories that we have on here, minus the main topic, 
It's the third one of the last, Charlie. The third one of the last. I skipped over some other stories we may go back to still. There are no coincidences, Charlie. 2013, the third to last story on this podcast this week minus the main topic. Half-Life 3, fucking confirmed. Calling it now. It's episode 102, so when you add one and two together, you get three. Well, yeah, if you add one story for a main topic, that changes it to 103. If you get rid of the 10, you've got a three, Charlie. Half-Life 3. You just went farther to make three than I told you to. You just added the numbers in this episode number together. You get three, you idiot. Oh, well, that works. (laughs) Either way. Next episode's 103. It ends like three confirmed. Calling that shit now. So, timestamp it, throw it out there, anybody who's listening to the podcast, stamp it, and let it be known that I'm here first. The actual, legit, ever first confirmation of Half-Life 3. I look forward to Firewatch 2. (laughs) So I can ask questions like, but what is Firewatch 2? Well, they do have another game coming out called In the Valley of Yes, I mentioned that already. I just want Firewatch 2 because I thought Firewatch was awesome. Oh, okay. I haven't played Firewatch. You should play Firewatch. You have a video on our channel of Firewatch. We played all I, Firewatch. It's pretty fucking cool. I'll have to check it out. Although, it's just something really caught my eye here. You know, I'm looking at this here. It's got some style. Yeah. Firewatch! How many letters are in Firewatch? No! So there's, there's nine, Charlie. Nine! You know what happens when you reduce prime number? Or you take a you square root? The square root of nine? Three. three. Half-Life 3 confirmed, Charlie! Uh, Moving on! Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, last, before we move on to our main topic this week, uh, the YouTube kind of got out there and, or sorry, I guess to be more specific, the... <sighs> Sorry, give me a second to collect my thought on this one. YouTube has officially gotten out there, specifically Robert Kinnock, head of the business execs over at that handle, that type of stuff, got out there and officially said, it's not just fucking Logan Paul's fault we changed how monetization worked. Like, it's part of it, but the bigger problem is the fact that you have a real kind of bot spam botting issue on YouTube right now and this was the most effective way we could think of to well, combat that. Uh. You know what? I think even when they announce stuff like this, I still don't get what their reasoning is for some of this thing sometimes because YouTube's so finicky with like how they want to handle like monetization and what's okay and then all of a sudden stuff that was okay before now isn't at all, or I don't know, like about the stuff, some of the stuff recently with um, uh, what's his name, uh, Philip DeFranco and how a lot of their stuff is just getting flagged all together now, and it's just, it's weird. I don't, I don't, I don't get what YouTube is necessarily up to, but I get like this is going to try to help, but I don't, I don't know exactly what their end game is right now. I'm, I'm more confused every time I hear more stuff about these updates. Like, I don't know. 
I thought more of the issue was why stuff counts under monetization versus not. Well, so, and that's that's what the change was ultimately. Like, they've now made it a lot harder and a lot more expensive to get to that threshold via botting. Okay. Because remember, it used to be have um, a 10,000 lifetime channel views, which yes. was very affordable. Like, fuck, we got it just by being around long enough. Yeah. The fact that it's now kind of uh, more, what's the right word for it? You have to have 1,000 subscribers. It has to be 400 active hours every year kind of thing, or 400 hours of curative watch time. Like Again, I get it. Like it's Oh, it's way more than that. It's no, 4,000 hours. That's what they're saying now. Well, they're saying 4,000 hours. Yeah, I said 4,000. You said 400. Oh, sorry, I meant to say 4,000. Yeah. yeah. So 4,000 in 12 months, yeah. that, that does actually, if you're botting only, that is a significant... Uh, yes. Attack on on that, which I okay. I all right. Uh, it uh, reality is like the way they've done it. Like it's, I'm sure it's for a whole slew of reasons. But when this on kind of the Logan Paul situation, everything else going on, it kind of makes. I'm not gonna say sense, but I get where they're coming at. Basically, they've made a larger wall. It's a lot harder to get behind from a kind of exploitation standpoint. Like. As we talked about last week, like it's the if you just get above a certain threshold of viewers or subscribers or views, you suddenly got to monetize stuff. And the old system was you could then pay um, minutes of your videos a week kind of thing, and you could make some decent money. And then you'd also be in the analytics at that point in a more preferable way. Like it all kind of makes sense. It's shitty, but it makes sense. But see, this doesn't address the issue that actual content creators are having with. Like, people like Logan Paul, who do dumb shit, end up trending, number one. But then you have another video for some content creator who isn't necessarily, oh, well, he's very, like, you know, that they may not be as liked or well-received, that somehow doesn't end up showing up in trending because of the fact that, like, well, he may not be super popular or something. As I said, at the top of this, this was just about monetization criteria. The reality is, and if anyone's ever been confused about this, YouTube is a popularity contest. The more eyeballs you get on your channel, it's why subscribers matter for gaming channels and shit like that. Like, for any channel on that thing, like, it's... Just because you're not a shithead does not mean YouTube rewards you for not being a shithead. They reward you for getting people to fucking watch ads. Mm. It's an asses-in-seat kind of scenario at that point. Like, it's... And unfortunately, like, again, like, I, I know you don't like this answer every time I say it, but, like, the reason... Logan Paul's shit is the fact that he makes the money. Yeah. Uh, we need another plague. I... Yes. <laughs> like, to put it in, like, a, maybe in kind of an abstract, reach, shitty 420 event thing I went to, the Magic Bus, is the equivalent of a, of like, a local, but an event form. It, got, it was bad. People won't like it. They will review it shittily. They'll have lots of bad things to say. But people still paid $60, $100 a fucking head to be disappointed and pissed off. Mm-hmm. It made them fucking money. Okay. But, yeah, that, that about does it for our news this week. I get, sorry to rewind. Like, I don't like that explanation either, but that's exactly what's going on. Like, I... 
Fire Fest is the bad example because it fucking lost them money. But like, think of how many shit movies out there make like millions of dollars or sometimes billions of dollars at box office. And you're like, well, that didn't deserve it. It doesn't matter. If it's making money, they're gonna make Sharknado 7. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I. Sorry. Yeah. I. That does it for news this week. Uh, on that downer note, let's go into our main topic. Bully Hunters. Yeah! They're hunting bullies! They're hunting bullies. Watch out, bullies! Watch out, we're coming for you. So, before we dive into this one real deep, I want to throw a little disclaimer out there and say, like, what Bully Hunters was attempting to tackle and combat and all that jazz, it's not a bad cause. The idea of trying to make video game chat, specifically Counter-Strike, less shitty is something we as gamers should strive for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to, we're going to try and not focus on, like, fucking don't be shitty to people. We say that all the fucking time on the show. Why am I mincemeating this one? Like, I, like the fact that we are, we are an industry and a social thing that someone thought, hey, we could totally do this, and it might be a thing people would be interested in, is sad. Mm-hmm. What's sadder is fucking Bully Hunters, unfortunately. We're not going after what Bully Hunters was attempting to do. After now, Bully Hunters themselves and kind of their implementation. Or, but again, like, CSGO, CSGO is fucking toxic. It could use a cleanup. I don't know how the fuck you do that except making CSGO 2 and, like, locking all the shitty people in CSGO somehow. But I... Fuck it. Who cares kind of thing. Like, we're, we're again, we're not going after the idea of what they're trying to combat. We're going after the actual implementation and holy shit that implementation uh alex you want to kind of give us a brief taste of what bully hunters was is i don't so, know correct me if i'm wrong but what it was is we're basically putting out a hey if you're getting bullied in a game hit us up on steam specifically counter-strike just counter-strike yeah. specifically counter-strike hey getting bullied in counter-strike, on counter-strike Call us. We will come down there and we will rock their faces and we will bully them. Or something like that. So, while the concept seems really interesting for like a show or something like that, like, everything for this was god awful. It was pretty bad. So, they, so just to kind of break it down, they, they said they're doing a live stream event. For this, uh, this whole thing with bully hunters, so they get a. I think, and I think a lot of the gamers were actually the pros were like uh, pro gamers, I think, or something yeah, like that. I can't remember. The idea is that it's a group of elite. Fe- uh, to use their exact verbiage, and I'm not making this up. I, oh God, where is it now? Um, oh, I found it. A vigilante hit squad of elite female gamers. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, that they were gonna get called out. They were gonna head over there. They were gonna rock these other people. I can't assume if they're men or women. Uh, and basically, like, take them down for picking on whoever was there, kind of thing, right? Well, 
it didn't exactly turn out to be the way they reported it was going to go down. Um, it seems like A, it was supposed to be some sort of live, like, actual thing going on this and that. And uh, they also picked up a bunch of sponsors, too, by the way, which is actually pretty interesting. Yep. So they had Steel Series and a couple other ones. So they eventually had their airing of their, their, their live stream event, which apparently is reportedly being featured now as it was a pre-recorded staged gameplay footage of the event, including, I guess, apparently, according to some of the investigation that went on with it, including the quote-unquote bullies themselves. Yeah, I... So, I guess to rewind a little bit, so the, the idea behind it was that it was going to be kind of a ongoing Twitch series of live gameplay, highly produced for what it was, that kind of showcased this vigilante justice, if you will. Mm-hmm. They then, as Alex was saying, they fucking faked the majority, if not all of it, as best I can tell, of all the footage they showed on the show. Yeah, no, from what I've seen, it was the entire fucking thing. It was all fucking already recorded or whatever. Yep. And then, of course, because the internet likes to do their investigative reporting and all that stuff, uh, one of the people who was being bullied, I guess, also happened to be in their commercial promo or something like that. I was reading somewhere about that. Um, so it's like, yeah, no. And they were saying later on, well, it was we, we said it be a live thing, but we never said this one was going to be live. Despite all the advertising saying this is a live fucking... We're hunting trolls stream. live, bitches. Yeah, like that's... We're going live! Put live! And, yeah, like that's... That didn't... That didn't go out as planned. Yeah. But, but yeah, so... Again, it just... All of it really didn't work out. But I don't even think that's the worst part. Like, you know where I'm, where I'm leading up Keep to Keep going, yeah. To take, it, take it on, man. Okay, so... This isn't the worst part. One of the, I guess, figureheads or one of the top people who is involved in this, she goes by the name Zombie Unicorn. Uh, I guess uh, she's kind of leading the charge on this and really kind of pushing all this out. Turns out this person to have for your misrepresentation because there is captured footage of her um, and... Uh, am I allowed to actually quote what she said or... I mean, just for the sake of it, like, should we just quote what she said? Sure, or... yeah. Okay. So she was caught playing a live stream, and for lack of a better phrase, and again, I am phrasing what she had said, uh, she basically went along the lines of saying that um, I just want to play a different game because these guys are just being faggots and killing me. So her words, not mine. But yeah, so... You have this figurehead who's taking on bullying and this and that. Not necessarily a good angle when you're, one of your figureheads is caught using derogatory language like that. Probably not a good move. So between that and well, all the misleading... And uh, the reality is she's got a bit of a history like with Twitter and shit like that. And in her defense, she has claimed that she's kind of paid for that harassment in the past. But again, like this is the internet. Unfortunately, if you're going to be the figure of something like this, People are gonna fucking dig. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And again, and unfortunately, she's a woman, which means it's gonna be extra fucking shitty to her. Mm-hmm. So they found, I guess, instances of her using that word. Um, also, calling other women, I think, cunts was another thing. Yeah, that it, was quoted her doing. The, like, 
The reality is, like, it's behavior that's bad, regardless of your so drag it up and basically say, like, hey, you're fucking host for your anti-bullying thing. Here's public record shit we found real fucking quick. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. The fact that they found it really fucking quick should surprise no lot. one. Yeah. Like, the thing, though, like, you would... It, there, there's a lot of failures across the board, but I also want to put some blame on the actual sponsors here only because, like, somebody... When, when you get approached with something like this, I would hope that somebody there is like, let me go do a background or just go search social media and see what I find on this person. Like... And I would hope, even with me, like, if we ever, if I ever get picked up for anything, please go and research me so you know what you're getting into. I don't necessarily go on crazy vulgar rants like that. I have raged at my guildies when I've played WoW. I'm not a lie, I've had that moment. But for the most part, I'm relatively clean. Like, go and do your research. Like, so this doesn't become a thing because there was a, just a, it was just a failure across multiple points. You had the line about the live stream stuff. You had your figurehead who didn't take too long to find actual recorded footage and Twitter posts using the same derogatory language she is fighting against. Like, I don't know. Although, you could say it's one of those situations where, like, if you want to find a serial killer, you have to hire a serial killer who thinks like them, so you can... It's one of those weird tweet TV plots, I feel like, almost. Or, like, you want to hire this guy who's, like, a serial killer, or if you want to catch the serial killer, you gotta... You gotta hire one who a serial killer who thinks like them, so he knows how to track them down. But in a weird uh, case like that, yeah, it was just uh, this was just bad. Like, kudos for the cause, and I'm glad. Like overall, and we've stated, like Charlie said, just don't be shitty. Like, don't don't be a dick. Yeah, and like I guess to kind of backtrack a sec, like the people that dug this shit up on her are exactly who you fucking expect to dig shit up. Like it's. It's the crowd that has an issue with women on the internet. Like, it's it's the fucking Gamergate shit all fucking over again that, technically speaking, the Bully Hunter stuff was probably technically targeting that stuff. And I... I don't... I don't... I think they're, they're mutually exclusive. They are. I'm not saying, like, one justifies the other. One fucking certainly does not justify the other. But, like, it, it's one of these things where it's like, just because... They're the ones that found me. Yeah, here's some shit you had on your Twitter feed still and stuff like that. But it's also a no. You're the fuckheads that would look for this because you're the fuckers that are gonna look for like this kind of shit. Like it's the it's the age old saying of don't fucking feed the trolls. But like, okay, so I may be on the on the other side of this here, but like, here's the thing: the internet as a whole, regardless, will always dig. Yes. Like, that's how it always yes. fucking digs. Like, there's no escaping that, regardless of who you are. They do this shit to fucking politicians all the yes. fucking time. This is not new behavior. I mean, look how much shit, um, what do you call it? Uh, well, we go back to uh, No Man's Sky. Like, all that digging, all that dumb shit that went down, where they just kind of shit on them in that sense. Like, the internet, and it's it's that weird played out saying, but it is true, the internet never fucking No, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's one of those ones where it's... Bully Hunter at its inception had a bunch of problems. It's going up against a group that's also equally, like, significantly more shitty. Like that, and that's and that's kind of why I started off this saying, like, we're not opposed to what they're trying to do. Just holy shit, they did it badly, and like, screen your 
fucking people next time. Exactly. This, I think this would have actually gone off a lot better if they had done some kind of screening process. I think it would go over shitty no matter what. I think this went over extra shitty. Like, this would have been a disaster because they had, like, open sign-ups for bully hunters and stuff like that. And, like... That's true. Like, people are gonna troll. Don't fucking let them troll you. Like, it... The reality also, too, is this is addressing Counter-Strike, a game that is notorious for toxicity, globally for its toxicity, and cheating, and hacking, and gambling scandals, and a variety of other stuff. If I want to learn what the new racial slurs are, I go play Counter-Strike Go, and some <laughs> Russian 13-year-old will yell them at me. Mm-hmm. Like, CSGO is the fucking thing. 4chan of video games in some ways. Not a good uh, thing. I would say almost uh, League of Legends would be up there in terms of toxic environments as well, though. You, you, I mean, if, I would mm. say League has better reporting tools. <laughs> That's true. It's fucking close. Like, MOBAs in general are a strong second, but like, uh, the, the reality is this game that Bully Hunting is attempting to address the issue that a variety of tools that are now in more video games attempts to rectify, which is, like, you can mute people, you can block people, you can fucking leave games. Like, I... These aren't perfect solutions, but they're, like, there are more... There's more and more considerations give given to don't fucking put up with shitty people's behavior. Yeah. And that, and that part, I agree. Like, you can always block somebody. Hell, even Overwatch added a thing where you can avoid a player. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, you don't have to report them. You could report them, but on top of that, you can choose to just flat out avoid yeah. them for a while, kind of thing. So I would say, yeah, it's kind of a more defensive thing, but this kind of, I guess when you put it like the way you were saying, this was kind of doomed from the start. It's, it's, the reality is, like, it's one of those ones where it's like, I fucking love the character of the Punisher, but that, um, there's that mayor that went actual Punisher on, like, drug dealers and criminals in his, um, town. In the Philippines. Yeah, in the Philippines. And, like, the reality of that, like, The Punisher is a fucking fantastic video game, movie, and comic book character, but someone doing that in real life is a psychopath. Yeah. And that whole situation, you're like, yeah, fucking Punisher mayor. Oh, God, this is actually horrifying. Lots of people yeah. getting killed. <laughs> like, again. Well, that's also, there's a whole other thing because his son apparently has been involved with drugs, but he's been exempt from all the fucking. Yes, people are imperfect and horrible. Like, that's. Yes. Absolutely. And that's kind of the point I'm getting at. Like, it's the, like I said, don't feed the trolls. Like, what's the one rule of shitty people on the internet? You don't feed the don't trolls. Don't feed the trolls. And it's traditional Swedish. Mate inte trollet. Don't feed the troll. And this was the biggest fucking serving trolls have ever gotten recently. Hmm, yeah. I gotta agree with you on that uh, or the only troll you should ever feed, to be honest with you, is the troll known as Kevin Smith XX, whatever he is out there. Kevin Smith! I'm waiting. Yeah, like, I, I, but at the same time, though, too, like, we, we toned that back some after it stopped being fun for us. Like, I... That's true. When it stopped being funny and started being annoying, it was like, okay, let's fucking, like, let's stop talking about it. Like, it's... We as YouTubers and podcast people, we occasionally get trolled. Most of our fans are fucking great. When they reach out to us, we are super thrilled to hear from you and all that jazz. Sorry, that sounded that sounded 
pandering. It's not like we're suddenly happy to hear from you guys. We love getting emails and shit, which is next, and we get away from this all this bullshit. Like yeah. we get emails that are fucking trolling all the time, and like some of the emails I read sound trolling, but if you kind of know our sense of humor and know us as a podcast, they're very much kind of on brand and what we want to see. We just get some shit posting emails that are like, yeah, fuck you. And I would love to see some. No, I'm not even going to give them, them to you because I don't even want to respond. It's like, yep, fuck that guy. Oh, okay. Well, one day I'd like to see them, not necessarily for the podcast, but I would actually like We've to see them. We've gotten some racist curious. shit aimed at you once or twice. I'm like, nope, fucking, you're blocked and spam <laughs> and deleted. Wow. We've gotten one or two anti-Semitic things. Hell, fucking Jeff got a white power thing once. <laughs> what the fuck? I... <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Well, we won't we won't give yeah, them the I, time of day on this one. We get lots of weird. I get. We're on the internet. Trolls happen. We just don't fucking engage with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's even weird talk. If you want to watch some of the most painful recorded content in the video game space of recent men- memory, definitely kind of up there of all time. Go check out an archive of the troll of the not troll hunter, the bully hunter stuff. Like, and it's again, like the idea of what it's trying to raise awareness for and attempt to do. It's not wrong. It's every single part of what it is is. Oh, you shouldn't fucking do this, you idiots! It's troll bait. Yeah, it's. And maybe that was the goal. Like, oh look, they have a person like look at all the trolls kind of thing. Look how shitty it is. But at the same time, like it's. It's like making a suit of money and then walking through a shitty part of town wearing the suit of money going like, I can't believe I got robbed. Crime is such a problem there. You want your suit of money, any part rob you. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a fucking suit of money. You shouldn't get robbed, but also don't fucking. Yeah. But yeah, that does it for our main topic this week. It's a doozy. <laughs> on to emails yeah uh, if you wish to contact us at Sunwick, at Sunwick Studios if you wish to contact us at the Wicked Awesome Cast we can be reached at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com down in the show notes I believe since our transition service things have been a little strange in what gets posted and what doesn't Thank you for bearing with us through this time period. We appreciate it, and we also appreciate listening. But yes, send us emails. We love reading them. We love getting them. We talk about them on the podcast. I I read all of them. For better or worse, I do read all of them and select the ones that pass our muster. Typically, they're just fun, or ones that feel pertaining to us, actually. But yeah. First off, we got, hey, Wicked Awesome Cast. On last week's podcast, Destiny 2 came up in a non-news way for the first time in a while, and not in a positive way. I like both Char- Alex and Charlie. It was a huge fan of the original of original Destiny, and it found Destiny 2 a little harder to get behind. I know back when Destiny 2 was out, you guys talked ab- about it a bunch, and now that you haven't played it in a while, I'm curious what you would want fixed about the game if you um if you were to come back. Alex talking about how the division is better got me thinking about this. So, uh, so all of the listeners out there who were enjoying the of uh, Sorry, wow. This enjoying this of not talking about Destiny 2. Blame Alex for this question from Nathan. Yeah. Um 
I, I, like it's the next. I'm got, I'm got next DLC. I'll probably check that out. Like, reality was, I just didn't like the last DLC. It didn't add any end game content, and I, I don't know. I bring back all the fucking planets. Mm hmm. Bring back the old weapon system. Uh, well, I know we've talked about this before. Yeah. We went through like a list of things you want to see specifically from the Yeah, first I we've talked about this before. Yeah, like you've talked about bringing back the weapon system, like having access to all the old planets in the first place yeah. kind of thing. Like, like this is going to sound real stupid, but like deliver on what the like proceeds of what Destiny was going to be. Which was, it's gonna be like World of Warcraft, which means all the old shit is still in there, it's just not relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, so I guess there, there's that, and... Yeah. Hmm. So I guess, minus from the stuff that they already have with uh, bringing Destiny 1, is there anything new that you think they should add that maybe... I they did 6v6 multiplayer for a mode recently, that went over really well, I guess, like... I fucking hated multiplayer in Destiny. Kind of sparse. So 6v6, I think, would fix that. I like mm -hmm. They're kind of making some strides towards faster gameplay, all that jazz, like more supers. That's stuff I want. But it doesn't fix the fact that, like, in the same way that I really enjoy how God of War has a very specific weapon system, I just don't like the specific weapon system of Destiny 2. Like, I... I really enjoyed in Destiny 1, you had your primary, kind of your tactical gun, and your, like, make it fucking damage gun, and, like, there were decisions in that. I don't like the fact that Destiny 2 is based around, okay, you have, like, two primary guns, and you're, like, hitter, and not all hitters are created equal, and we don't give you enough ammo for, like, the not power hitters, but also, like, power hitters aren't as much fun anymore. I, I don't know, like, I, it's... I'm so removed from Destiny at this point that, like, I'm not even sure I'd know what I'd want fixed because I just don't care enough to fix it kind of thing. Mm. Like, my issue with The Division was, hey, enemies are fucking bullet sponges, and it was the entire time I played it. But as you said, like, it seems they fixed that issue some. Yeah. No, it absolutely feels like they fixed that because it's not like they're literally... I mean, you have enemies with large health pools, but you can work them down. Yeah. And you're not burning through anywhere near the ammo that you had to burn through. Yeah, in... like when when the Division One came out, like average enemies took like clips occasionally. Yeah. You got anything on this one? So it's a crazy idea. And it's something new. I've got a giant dropship with about, let's say, maybe 100 players. And you can have either solo... Okay, right? so if I'm hearing you correctly, 100 Guardians drop onto a map. Yeah, so 100 Guardians drop on a map. They can either be paired up as a single, a duo, or a four-man squad, okay, right? Like you okay. normally would when you do, like, dungeons, right? You fly down, but you've got no guns and no powers. Okay. Now, you land, and you're on a planet that's kind of just been scoured up and things like that, but okay. there are no actual aliens on it. And it turns out, all the enemies are actual other guardians. Oh, so it's a multiplayer so mode. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it's a multiplayer mode. I think it'd be really fun to help out that PvP crowd that really enjoys that. And so what would happen is, the planet itself is being hit by a massive, uh, you know, planetary storm that is okay. slowly okay. starting to engulf the rest of the planet. So eventually, you have to move yourself or your squad 
finding random resources and weapons here and there. You might pick up a sniper rifle or a rocket launcher or something along those lines and slowly start to kind of just gather up and survive. So at the end, there's either one person or one team standing. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know what we would call it, but I think it'd be a really original idea. Oh, it'd be like that we... movie from Japan. And what was it called? Uh, Battle, uh, Battle, Machine Girl. That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah. It would be some sort of crazy, like, Royal Rumble, but for Yeah, like a in wrestling. Game. Yeah, like if there's a big old battle, and it's just a bunch of people just coming in once, like a Battle Royale, if you will. Yeah. Of just people. So... Other than that, because I, I, that, that'd be really new. I think it would really put Destiny 2 on the map. I totally see it taking over. Eventually, you can have like some pro streamers do it and really play it. Eventually, even have Drake show up for whatever reason, because nobody really knows why Drake would show okay. up for this kind of thing. But he would anyway, and it would really help Destiny 2 out, and I think it would launch it right, okay. and it would just catapult it right the fuck up. Jokes aside, I actually wouldn't I wouldn't object to a battle royale mode for <laughs> Destiny. It sounds kind of cool in a weird way. It does sound pretty fucking yeah. cool. I, I I was gonna I originally started this at a joke, and the, the more I said it, the more it, it didn't sound. Yeah, so no. Bad. When you first started, I'm like, yeah, this like, yep, this like, nah. I'd act. This could be kind of cool, actually, especially if you've got the supers going and stuff like that. Like, imagine yeah. how clutch it would be if it came down to like. One guy versus one guy, and one guy just pops super at the end. He'd be like, oh, shit, he's been saving it all match, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden, you've got your squad grouped up on there. Boom, motherfucking Voidwalker drops a giant fucking yeah. point grenade on your ass. Yeah, I... Yeah, I kind of would be... In... I, I might be interested in that, in all honesty. That sounds... <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> what started off as a joke, it's like, yeah, that, no, that sounds fun, actually, yeah. I'd play that. Yeah, I, I I feel like this is what would actually happen in the developer's room. Like, they'd go and do the stupid joke, and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know if they if Bungie would actually ever, ever actually do it. So what I think would be even cool, if they didn't give you parachutes at the start, you'd use your jump ability, not splat on the ground. So you'd have, like, oh. that, like that first match, you'd have, like, have everyone get wiped out instantaneously, except the one guy who's like, I jumped! Yeah, that's true. That'd be I so like that fucking idea. epic. Oh, that'd be terrible because all the people who try to do that little float thing and then initially like, and then just like, oh, I don't have any more jump left. Yeah. Well, goodbye, guys. Yep. We had a good run. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like that idea. Okay. We well, it's now an official idea. Uh, Bungie, you heard it. Get on it. I'll reinstall that fucking game and play it the it's day how that save comes Destiny out. Destiny Two. Yeah. Yep, that'll save Destiny Two, guys. Battle Royale saving everything. <laughs> um yeah other than that i don't i don't really know what they would do to save yeah that I, like i said like deliver on the promise of what destiny one was like I, it's it's weird to say it but i think like destiny one was a better game ultimately than destiny two was not like is I'm not saying that there aren't problems they fix from one to the other but at the same time like i, I liked destiny one more at the end of the day it felt more like, like they've talked about bring back the power fantasy which is great but mm. yeah, like I, it's weird. I say this occasion in other games. Like it's the in RPGs, I occasionally want shit to be broken. I want the hardest gear in a game, like the most exotic of the exotics, the most legendary of the legendary guns, to be better than other things in a game, so that like fucking reward people for like running that raid every week in an aggressive RNG, like, murder run to get that perfect roll gun. It's silly mm -hmm. time. Like, 
that's how you have a hardcore following for a game. You have guns that are just undeniably better than other stuff in the game or something like that that you have to fucking work to get. It's like, like I bring back the grind in some ways. Like, there's nothing more disappointing than going like, oh, I have this gun nine times over. Mm. Whatevs. Yeah, I don't know. Destiny 3. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, thank you, Nathan. Moving on to our second and last email. Hey, Wicked Awesome cast, but mo- uh, but most importantly, by uh, Impulse by Master Charlie. <laughs> Nintendo Labo will have come out by the time the next podcast goes up, and I'm hoping this means at least one of you will have touched the weirdness before the podcast gets recorded because, and all come, all caps, I need to know. While I personally have a really fun solution to the issue of peripherals, I also have a small collection of light gun games that are just taking up space at this point because while I do not even own the consoles they go with it at this point, I can't bring myself to just get rid of them. Two of them are literally still in the original packaging. Which just makes me, which just makes this worse. Um, my sad cry, my sad cry for hoarding help aside. My real question is, what physical gaming purchase have you two made that you regret the most? Is it uh, Charlie's Switch, Alex's collection of the Matrix? Alex, sorry, Alex's collector's edition of the Matrix Online. Just curious and hoping to lose my guilt, Jason. <laughs> um, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit in the past. I, I. I'd probably say, like, my fucking Wii U, but I bought that game to play Bayonetta 2, and it played Bayonetta 2, so I don't really regret it, I guess. Like, I, I have Labo stuff at my work office right now because it's got delivered, and that mm. stuff takes a fucking... A, like, the biggest downside to the Labo stuff I actually discovered upon playing with it is that stuff takes a weird amount of time to assemble. And the instructions are only on your Switch. What? Like, yeah, like, the, the, I, I haven't really broken into it yet. I've looked at some videos online. It's like, oh, maybe we'll play with it during lunch or something so I can get a chance to play with this. Like, your Switch is the instruction pad for how to build that shit. That's interesting. It's, it's a thing. Hmm. Biggest game uh, I regret, though. Like, I... Oh, you go ahead. You're already here. I was gonna. Probably my biggest one is the collector's edition, actually, of um, uh, what's it called? That uh, Undead Rising, whatever that zombie like mass. Dead Rising. Dead Rising Two. I bought a I bought a collector's edition of Dead Rising Two, and then I and not because the collector's edition was bad, but it was because I bought Dead Rising Two. <laughs> like so, I thought I loved Dead Rising One. But no, I just played all. I just played Dead Rising on my friends, like over leveled characters. So that game was fun. I fucking hate the first couple. I I really don't like Dead Rising Two. It turns out, or Dead Rising in general, when you're starting off from ground zero. Hmm. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I never heard you talk about Dead Rising before. Not that I don't. I mean, from what I've known, I don't think you've ever discussed Dead Rising. I don't like zombie games. That was the last zombie that fully cemented me in the fuck zombie games category. Well, I know, I know your d- big distaste for zombie games. Yeah, like, that, that was the final work. Like, I had such strong memories of being like, yeah, I love Dead Rising 1. 
yeah, if you're playing at max high level characters, that game is fucking great. You mm. don't start off that powerful or fun. Like the fact that there's an argument to be made that the first like playthrough of that game you do is just fucking survive and don't engage with the story at all because the story is like not intended for you at that level kind of sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't buy lots of, I I buy dumb stuff all the time. I know it's dumb stuff when I buy it. It's like, ah, it's dumb. Why'd I buy that? Like a house, maybe? That maybe that's it. <laughs> Even that, no. No, because once you get it all done, you're gonna Yeah, I it. I'm good about if not buying it. I would say if you ever need a reminder of why it's nice that you have your house, just go back to your old neighborhood again to remind I, yourself. Yeah, fuck that neighborhood. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, I... Yep. Alright, uh... Well, for me, first of all, it wouldn't be the collector's edition of The Matrix Online because there was never a collector's edition of The Matrix Online. Your regret is not having bought it. Got it. Uh, I actually do not regret The Matrix Online at all. I know. Um, despite into it, I'm just addressing the email, of course. Um... I, I loved that game. That game holds a special place. I know. Move on. Uh, no, because it Don't always feed the troll, Alex. Art. Don't feed the troll. Okay, fine. Um, It's actually, it's still going to be Duke Nukem Forever, the collector's edition. Uh, I've, I've, we've talk, I've, I've we've totally talked times. about this before, yeah. Yeah, I've always I, I've always brought this one up here quite a bit, but yeah. it's it's Duke Nukem Forever was one of the biggest fucking train wrecks I ever bought. Um, and you got and the collector's day, edition. And yeah, on top of that, I have purchased, uh, or, or I have a Duke Nukem bus statue that will constantly remind me of trusting that that game was going to be great. So that is probably my biggest collector's edition uh, pain. Even though, like, I even though I have other collector's editions belt under my belt, such as the a lot of the Warcraft expansions, which I actually like their collector's editions. Um, I also have uh, Star Wars: uh, The Old Republic. There's actually a really cool fucking statue that comes with that. So, still, even though I don't play that game at all, don't regret it. But Duke Duke Forever Collector's Edition, hands down, my my biggest regretful purchase. So I will keep that Duke Duke statue with me forever, as a reminder uh, that you know there is there is secret shame. Although I will add one more. Oh, I don't, does it does it have to be gaming related? Eh, I'll open it up. Uh, I bought the poop from Cards Against Humanity a couple years ago. Why? People. What like, the shit is wrong with you? Literally, apparently. Okay, so when I bought the bigger blacker box, it took a while before people realized there was a card hidden inside the container, or actual the actual box itself. And I believe they have. Yeah, I got um, it. Yeah, I figured. Okay, this is their April. This is their. Uh, it wasn't April Fool's. I think it was Black Friday sale or something like that. Oh no! It was did you April. dig through literal shit trying to find a card? I did not dig through it. When I bought it, I went online later on to see if anybody had already decoded what's... And they were like, no, it's literally a box of shit. It's a small box, but nonetheless, a small box of shit. So, on that note, that is probably one of my bigger regretful purchases. Uh, but unfortunately, I do not keep that box around as a reminder of my, quote, or for lack of a better word, shitty decision to buy that. But, um, yeah. That is that. That is it. Hmm. <laughs> I feel the judgment so much. Like now, Shin, Shin Alex sounds so fucking bad. He just yeah. 
<laughs> oh, speaking of Shin Alex, there's actually a PS at the bottom of this email. P.S. Is Alex a pet hoarder? Uh, no. If no, no, how many more pets until he officially becomes a pet hoarder? I don't know. Oh, oh here's the thing. I think, I think it becomes a hoarder when you reach the point where the animals flat out just completely disrupt your way of living in the house. Like, for me, like, the, the snake is in his cage, and we actually use the cage as a table. So it serves a purpose, and it looks like a really, like Charlie had said, it makes me look like some sort of fucking crazy ass mob boss. Um, the tegus are in a grow tent in the closet. So they don't actually interfere with our day to day. And like the house does not ever smell like fucking rank levels of animal. Like that's the thing. The house, for the most part, is relatively clean. Uh, if anything, Mandy and I are the ones that make a mess of things around here, but the animal stuff is always taken care of, and it's not like they interfere. Like I'm not sacrificing my bed so that the animals can sleep there, kind of thing. So Just I don't closet. know exactly. Well, no, because it's on the bottom of the car- part of the closet, Fair. and I don't use that. I literally, I still have all my clothes hanging, and I still have top shelves, so it doesn't actually take up any space that I need. Um. But yeah, other than that, like, I don't know. What do you think, Charlie? What do you think the number is for that? Um, I want to point out the fact that we started off this podcast with you talking about how the Tegus now have free roam in your apartment. <laughs> only, only specific times. Not all the time. I, so I point that one out. I, <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was kind of funny because you do have a shit ton of pets. I. Yeah, I didn't think I would, but it just kind of happened. Uh, it, it does sound cramped at your place with some frequency. It does, but the thing is, it's not necessarily cramped because of the animals. Like, it's just, you know, stuff we have. Like, yeah, we're moving chairs out of here and whatnot, but... Like, reality is, I think anyone with more than two dogs is an animal hoarder in my book, so... Ah. Like, but I have the same reaction. It's like, oh, I have three kids. <laughs> You're a people okay, hoarder. Okay, uh, did you... <laughs> Was the third one intentional? Yeah. Huh. That's a choice, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's not a fair reaction. It's just, it's like, that, that, that's more than the normal number of kids, I guess, in my brain. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, more I than two dogs. More. It's like, ah, you, you have a third dog. Is it like a pity adoption? It's got to die in a week or something? No, we got, we got, we now have two adult dogs and a puppy. Like, are the two adult dogs dying? No, they're like five, six years old. Okay, so they're in the middle of their lives. Um, are you going to feed the small dog to the big dogs? No. <laughs> Is this some weird, I don't know kind of thing? No, we, we just got a third dog. Okay. Well, it's funny you say that, though, because the third dog that we have uh, is actually my sister's dog that she couldn't take no, with know. her. So Now it just sounds like I am going towards I, pet hoarder levels because I'm trying to defend it. Yeah, I was going to say, the moment you find yourself defending the number of animals you have, Maybe that's in your pet hoarder. Like, it's when you go from being confident that you're not the weirdo with too many pets to, yeah, I got a lot of pets, huh? Yeah. But see, at the same time, though, like, we don't have pets just to have them. Like, they're involved in Mandy's career. No, yeah, yeah. Yours makes a little more sense. But, like, I don't know. There's two of you. So, like, the number goes down a little bit in the weirdness category. Like, the fact that most <laughs> of, like, a, a chunk of them are small helps out some. If you had, like, five dogs i'd be like dude what the hell's going on over there no no five three dogs is already 
like as is right yeah, now for the apartment. Three dogs is me going, huh, that's that's a lifestyle choice, I guess. Um Yeah. Okay. If anything, it helps because I get to go walk more. But that's yeah. a whole nother thing. But yeah, like the thing is they're all small and the thing is like Mandy's career involves like reptiles and other things and dogs, so like eventually she's gonna try to get a job at a zoo, like and work with like that kind of species. Fair. So it's like involved in her hobby so to speak. oh no it, it makes a lot of sense like the reality is if you translated video game equipment or motorcycle equipment or paintball equipment or other stuff i got lying around the house to like what my girlfriend's into which is knitting and dogs like mm-hmm. we both look crazy just like my version of crazy is a little bit more socially acceptable i guess and fits on a shelf a little bit better yeah it's still like man you spent a lot of money on video games yes Yes, I have. Too much. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, I think for me, the cutoff for a hoarder and just people who have stuff is like, if you're living in filth as a result of it, that's the point. So, When you, as the but... kids say, can't even anymore, then it's hoarding. <laughs> well, then, yeah, there it goes. I don't know what the official response was for that, but... Yeah, I, sounds good enough to me. Yep. Thank you again, Jason, for your email. Again, we can be reached at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? Oh, it's uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spell as it sounds, down the show notes, etc., etc. But that about does it for this episode of this podcast. Yeah, I'm talking in my weird, that... like, porn promoter voice right now. Hey, <laughs> you want some more podcast? What will you do for more podcast? Welcome to the end podcast yeah (laughs) it's where stuff gets interesting you know so when charlie said he was setting up a studio i didn't realize he was talking about a studio with a black couch that joke is so old at this point like you missed the early days when the ongoing threat was jeff we gotta get more subscribers why because we're going gay porn if i have to recap my losses on this shit (laughs) nothing but hot nerd on nerd action there you go uh I didn't sign up for that. Though. Oh, Is but that you did. did. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, I mean, eventually gay for pay is a thing, so I'm sure men uh, will understand. <laughs> that's a dark concept. <laughs> and this, this one's all over the place this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I, but we don't have a crazy shtick for how to reach us. Yeah, figure that was Jeff's thing. We'd retire it with him. If we pick up a new person, maybe they'll have something fun to bring to it, or maybe we'll think of a new thing to put there. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. If I were to download it this week, too, we may have new intro music, so. Oh, really? We may have that, so hopefully I did that oh. this week. Upgrades. I meant to do it last week for 101, but between trying to migrate the podcast and stuff. I, so speaking of that, actually... Yes, the podcast RSS feed is still fucked up depending on what platform you're on. I'm working on it. iTunes customer support kind of uh, just flat out sucks. Like it's, I'm not even going to beat around the bush on it. They're real bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that will be fixed soon. Um, there may be some website changes coming in the future as we work on some stuff. Uh, Obviously, no videos, because no studio still, but I may start building the studio soon. Fingers crossed. I got some industrial shelving that should show up towards, hopefully, mid-time next month that will allow me to start 
clearing out my garage, and then I can install an HVAC system so me and Alex won't melt there in the summer mm-hmm. or freeze in the winter. But yeah, um, sorry about the ongoing delay on this, but I do feel bad. Like I really wanted to stream God of War because it was me going, "What the fuck is this shit? This is amazing!" for an hour. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you anything you want to pimp? Uh, just my usual uh, stream throughout the week here and there. I'm trying to be a little better about posting stuff on Twitter. Tune in so to Alex's 24-hour uh, uh, French toast eating stream soon. Yes, yes. Uh, I have to narrow it down a date because, unfortunately, I can't do the weekend of my birthday because uh, I have another event that I'm actually going to have to attend to. So it'll probably be, hopefully, that uh, that uh, Memorial Day weekend, probably. You should get God of War for your stream. I, I'm definitely going to play God of War for the stream. There's, there's no point of me not doing it. Sure. <laughs> so I think maybe during that uh, that four day weekend stretch there for me, I'll do it then. Oh, uh, if you're feeling a little down this week or a little sad after the end of this podcast for whatever reason, go look up the YouTube video of the um of one of the bosses, but one of the, like the head uh, development bosses from that was for Santa Monica Studios for uh, God of War. Like his genuine reaction to people fucking loving his game is one oh, of the yeah, most I touching things I've seen lately. Like I'm gonna pimp that because like it's been a bit of a downer episode in the news. Kind of like if you're feeling sad, go watch a guy be like super excited. People fucking love his game. It's great. Yeah, I I saw that and I, I was like, this is the kind of shit we need more post posted more often for gaming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah, neither do I. So I guess that means it's time to cue the metal. Yeah.